This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Wednesday. It's June 24th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a body found in a trash bag in Philadelphia may be a missing Haverford Township woman. The discovery was made on the 5700 block of Musgrave Street about 6 o'clock Tuesday night. Uh, Philadelphia Police Department Chief Inspector Scott Small says 14th District Police were notified by Haverford Township Police that the remains of a human body were found in a vacant lot under a train trestle in the 5700 block of Musgrave Street. The woman, roughly 25 years old, was found dead in a trash bag in the city's East Germantown section. According to Small, Haverford Township Police were investigating the disappearance of a woman over the past month and were led to the body in Philadelphia after receiving a tip. Police believe the woman may have been killed in Upper Darby and then the body was later dumped in Philadelphia. There was no immediate word on the woman's identity or the exact cause of death, but anyone with information or has any sort of tip, they're asking that you call police on their tip line at 215-686-TIPS. With coronavirus cases surging in parts of the country and Philadelphia ready to resume more activity this week, the city's health commissioner, Thomas Farley, called it mixed news. With cases surging in many parts of the United States, the impact in Philadelphia so far is unclear, but there are plenty of reasons to be concerned, Farley said. On Tuesday, the daily COVID-19 numbers were higher than the average because the city had matched its database with that of the state health department. There were 219 new cases and 37 new deaths. There have been 25,335 total coronavirus cases in Philadelphia and 1,563 total number of deaths. Farley mentioned the risk is rising and the pandemic is moving in the wrong direction in much of the United States. Case counts, he says, are rising in at least 26 states across the country after reopening such as Florida and Texas. Some parts of Pennsylvania, Delaware and South Jersey are also seeing more cases, he said. With all that happening, this will be this will have more impact on Philadelphia. We can't say uh, when or how much, but we need to take it seriously, Farley said. He said businesses and activities Activity organizers should follow the city's safe mode guide and residents should continue to follow the mask distancing hand washing protocol. Uh, though Governor Tom Wolf, Wolf off, authorized uh, Philadelphia to move to the green phase along with the surrounding suburban counties on Friday, the city will not allow green phase activities to begin until next week. Listen, I'm all for the green phase, yellow phase, whatever it is that, you know, get things up and running again. But um, you, people, this doesn't mean that we're in the clear and I think um, this is giving, like, people a uh, false sense of security that, like, hey, yeah, everything's yeah, all yeah. right, it, you know? You know, it, you've gotten a little taste mm-hmm. of uh, of returning somewhat back to normal, and some people might let that get away from them. So keeping your eye on the ball yeah. is if probably you, if you, the best if, thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, but, but you, I also understand how you might go all of a sudden go, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Oh, here, this, uh, finally. Absolutely. But you've, if you can... Reel it back in. It's it's you know what I mean. And yeah. to to that yeah. end, because listen, if you take the extra protocols and you're liking what's happening with the businesses opening up and all yes. that stuff, just be a little bit more serious. You yeah. go out to your yeah, yeah. bars and events, keep it going to keep them open. To yes, keep exactly. Them open. Think about yeah. and that's 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 it. So whatever the deal is. It's right there. You're right, Preston. Think about what and it you might... understand how people are going to be like, oh, and, and you want that. So just a little bit more. Well, what, see, it, what it might be like to have to backtrack yeah. again. Oh, no. You don't want that. No, no, don't no. Don't want that. What I see, I think, more often than not is uh, people relaxing their own personal restrictions with their children. And I think their problem is, you know, the kids are seeing their friends hanging out with each other on social media. And then that puts extra added pressure 
on the parent, and some parents are a little bit more lax than the others, and um, and and so that you know, it, it's sort of there's a cascade effect that happens. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I've been pretty surprised, though, at least in my experience with with Jason, some of the kids in the neighborhood, and and some of his friends. Like, I mean, he'll be the one sometimes to remind me. He's like, we can't, you know, we can't go over there without the the mask on. There's too many people. He we were at a playground that they had reopened, uh, and I said, go ahead, go play. And he looked and he said, there's too many kids on there. I'll wait until it clears off. And I was like, okay, dokie. Right, <laughs> You're the one reminding me. <laughs> Do you, you all have your sort of like bubbles of people that you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and yeah, so we've we've vetted and made sure that yeah. they've been. Staying, you know, staying and, the course. Yeah, and, you owe it and, to your okay. friends to, to, to let them yeah. know if there's been any, right? Any, yep. And that's part of the deal. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the city has released guidance for some businesses that will be able to open on Friday. The activities are residential swimming pools, private swim clubs, zoos, uh, outside only, personal services such as salons, barbers, and spas, and uh, more indoor social and religious gatherings up to 25 people. If the city meets its target, Philadelphia will then go to green on July 3rd. So the surrounding counties were all uh, this Friday, but Philadelphia waits an Week. Yeah, some of the uh, some of the stores near us, grocery stores and so forth, have have relaxed the mask, and some of the stickers have come up off the floor. But oh, really? when I've gone in, everybody's still doing their yeah. deal. So yay, because you like it, because yeah. you want to be able to do that. You want to keep I'm, those businesses open. You want to keep the economy. B- yes, exactly. With that, yeah. I, I heard. I'll that dress as C three PO if I need to. I <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just do that anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because that's it's such a critical thing getting those getting getting people back and, and employed and getting all that happen and it's just. Just yeah. do this. Case, this is something that you actually brought up yesterday. You mentioned outdoor amusement parks, water parks, and playgrounds in New Jersey will be allowed to reopen on July 2nd, Governor Murphy announced yesterday. Okay, that's why Tim, the uh, the roller coaster guy that we all know, he sent me videos of uh, roller coasters last night. He must be. No, he's just lonely. Prepping. I want to reach out to Casey because I love him. What can I do? I'll send him roller coaster videos. <laughs> it was actually a pretty cool roller coaster. And uh, I think it's called Karen Wins or something. No, uh, uh, Carowinds. Carowinds. Yeah, I know where that is. It's yeah. in the Carolinas, yeah. Okay, so this uh, new announcement includes the amusement parks on the Jersey Shore bo- uh, boardwalks. Mm. Murphy said the specific guidance that operators will need to follow to protect their customers and employees is forthcoming. However, he said it is anticipated that all amusement parks and water parks will be capped at 50% capacity and all guests and workers must wear face masks. Operators should expect the rides to be confined to six-foot distance between groups and distance markers will be placed six feet apart in the line. Lines. Riders must also, uh, I'm sorry, the rides must also be frequently sanitized. Meanwhile, Murphy said a timeline for the reopening of indoor recreation, including boardwalk arcades, will be released on Wednesday. So we'll know more today about that. The rides can reopen on the same day that indoor dining in New Jersey restaurants can resume at 25% capacity. The state reported nearly 400 new cases since Monday for a total of 169,000 positive cases. There were 57 more deaths reported since Monday, putting the overall death toll in New Jersey at 12,900. The new openings come just a day after the governor said casinos and indoor dining could restart also on July 2nd, but at 25 percent capacity. The state is in the stage two of three of the reopening from the virus. Salons, barbershops and tattoos uh, and massage parlors also reopened this week in New Jersey. And Kathy, a lot of them are taking a practical approach. You know, more people are going to get infected by nature when you start to open up. But obviously, if you can keep things Keep them tamped down as much as you can. That'd be great. But, you know, it's all part of the deal. Yeah, so July 2nd, uh, the boardwalks will reopen with the rides, and uh, but but not the, the indoor arcades. I guess we'll get, we'll, we'll find that out today. All right, let's do sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. 
NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace is insisting that the rope not found in his garage was a straight-up noose, and he said he was pissed after the FBI said there was no evidence of a hate crime. Wallace, the only full-time black driver on the circuit, uh, said he was mad because people are trying to test my character and integrity after investigators said the noose was actually a door handle which had been there since last October. The 26-year-old accepted that he may not have been the target, as he had uh, originally feared after his support of removing the Confederate flag from NASCAR's tracks. However, he said in an interview last night that even if it was not directed at him, somebody tied a noose. Yesterday, the FBI's statement revealed that 15 federal agents investigated Wallace's claim after the alleged noose was found. Top-ranked tennis player Novak Djokovic announced that he and his wife have COVID-19 after he played in a series of exhibition matches with zero social distancing amid the pandemic. Uh, Djokovic, who is third in the history of men's tennis with 17 Grand Slam titles, is the fourth player to test positive for the illness after participating in the matches held in Belgrade and Croatia. Uh, He has been in the news frequently in connection to the COVID-19 outbreak, and in April... He was criticized for saying he would not want to take a, take a vaccine for the virus in order to be able to compete, even if it were mandatory for travel. And Major League Baseball will hold opening day either July 23rd or 24th, and players will head to training camps in a week after the league and the union agreed on health and safety protocols that will govern the sport as it attempts to return to play. Nearly three months of failed negotiations ended with the league implementing a 60-game season that will run through the end of September. Uh, there will be the same 10-team playoff structure that the league has used for almost a decade. The Phillies are expected to use their AAA facility in Lehigh Valley as well as Citizens Bank Park to space out the group for spring training part two, which could begin next week. And finally, uh, in a bit of surprising news, Flyers forward Oscar Lindblom practiced with teammates at the team's facility yesterday, six months after he was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma, a rare blood cancer. Lindblom skated as part of the NHL's phase two in return to play program, which is voluntary sessions for small groups. The 23-year-old is still receiving treatments at the hospital of the University of Pennsylvania, but was well enough to be able to join a small group of Flyers at the skate zone. In all likelihood, he will not play for the Flyers in the playoffs, but GM Chuck Fletcher believes if things continue to go in the right way, he will return to play for the Flyers much sooner than originally expected. And that's what I have for you this morning. Like the end with the good news. That's nice. Thank you very much, Kathy. Looking outside the window, nice uh, light breeze as we get started on this Wednesday morning. Less humid, right? Less humid. It's going to be comfortable. High about 80. You know what I did this morning on the way in? I I rolled down my windows in the car. And I I recommend that you do that right now. A little breath of fresh air. You sang Mamma Mia, didn't you? I, I was the top. <laughs> Mamma mia. La, da, 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 da. The next couple of mornings, we're going to see temperatures in the high 60s. So, the, you know, for the next few days, it will be nice to roll your windows yeah. down in the morning. Yeah. And it might uh, it might be what you need. It might be changed. It might completely change your whole attitude. Or it might not. And you can just pretend like it does. Yes. You know, something like that. As so. some bird flies in and smashes your face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, what a horrible I idea. hate this. I hate that Preston Elliott. <laughs> Idiot. Um, but, <laughs> but nonetheless, do whatever you can to, uh, if you need to change your mood, to do something. Change your change your surroundings or whatever and get you in the proper mode because we got a full day ahead of us. We have some stuff going on. First of all, we're going to start with the fact that we have a secret text word and we have your chance to win a digital download of Trolls World Tour. So if you're into the trolls, text the word secret 239333. We will send a word back to you. 
We'll ask you to call him with that word later on. The designated caller wins, and we'll grab a random text or two. Another Wednesday thing is we do our TV time. Yes. We're going to go on Fox Good Day this morning, and Mike and Alex will chat with them. And we also have on the program today, Big J Okerson. Big J is going to be on around 9 o'clock, and apparently... He's got some new dates coming up, maybe even a rumored Philly date. So we'll ask him about that. I like that. I don't know if he has anything specific, but it might, it's yet another sign of things kind of coming back on, on the grid. Yes. Uh, so that's uh, that's good news. So we'll talk to Jay around 9 this morning. So uh, these things more are taking place. We're going to go ahead and break and come back in a moment when we return, of course. A stupid question. Some entertainment news. I got some heavy stuff. I got some light stuff. We'll go through it all. We'll sift through it together. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Sometimes something just randomly pops in my head and I can't help but giggle because I saw we have a new Daily Rush video and I'll, I'll get to that in a little while. But there was one a while back where it was called Marilyn Monroe's Bush. You remember that? It was mainly you, Casey. You look confused. Wait, no, no. I remember talking. Wait, all right. So start in the beginning. Why Marilyn Monroe's Bush? I, I was just thinking it was a Daily Rush. Oh, okay. And it was because she had to wear two pairs of underpants. Right. From seven year itch, yeah. So when the and because you could, you, could, you could see, see the contours of her bush, yeah. no, yeah. You, it was like coming. It was dark, yeah. like so. She was blonde, but she wasn't a natural blonde. No. But I you, just remember yeah. in the Daily Rush video where you're going, yeah, she had this really big bush. <laughs> <laughs> so go search the Daily Rush videos yeah. if you will. Wait, and speaking of the Daily Rush, so yesterday's was whether or not I would lick your uh, inside Heine? your ear or your belly button. Oh, uh, my belly button. Yes, right. and then we brought up the the Heine situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got more messages on personal text messages, emails from listeners, you know, people I didn't know, and then <laughs> messages oh. on the actual M- post. Marissa has the best. Mar- Marissa. <laughs> Were they urging you to contact HR? Or- no, just okay. like, what the hell listen, is this? I can't this believe story. you said that. Mm-hmm. Who's your friend? <laughs> Marissa, read the, uh, the, the, the message you got from one of the listeners. Okay, hang on a second here. Oh. Marissa's looking it up on her phone right now. Comment. Oh, gosh, we got a lot of comments. Um, it says, from Waltwood 5, well, this is the last time I open up a clip and leave my phone on the table around coworkers. I thought, oh, look, it's Kathy. She never gets raunchy. <laughs> oh, that was enjoyable. Sorry. All right, we have, uh, yeah, we have, that's the new one, I believe, and I'll, I'll get to that in a little while. So uh, take a look at PresidentSteve.com. All right. Stupid question this morning. We are going to give away a Fandango Now promo code to see the film Irresistible. The question that I have for you is this. For which precious resource is Argentina named? Oh. All right. For which precious resource is Argentina named? 215-263-WMMR is the number. What's that? I think I have the answer. Steve, you're you're closer than you think. Really? Uh, Are you kidding? Nope. Wow. <laughs> we will come back in a moment with the well, answer. Then, uh, then I'm smarter than I I knew thought. you were going to write that down, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's the reason I chose this question. This All morning. right. So we're going to go through some birthdays today, Wednesday, June 24th. Uh, Jeff Beck, outstanding musician. He celebrates his uh, 76th birthday today. He was a rock guy and then made his, world, made his way into the world of uh, kind of... 
um, fusion jazz and stuff. I love his, some of his fusion stuff. He has some of the most soulful guitar playing you'll ever hear. And he's just phenomenal. This Freeway Jam? Yeah. It's a great song, man. And he, and he went the instrumental route, and yeah. they weren't. He he didn't care if it was really going to be a huge success or not. It's just what he wanted to do. There's a great documentary out about him. His guitar on uh, is it? People get ready. Yes. Yeah, is sensational. Yep. Uh, so Jeff Beck is 76. All right, so I mistake him with the uh, musician guitarist who died. I, I guess he drowned. Who am I thinking of? Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley. That's who I keep mixing him yeah. up with. Okay. Different, completely different person. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jeff Beck, 76 today. Uh, Kurt Smith, singer and bassist for the band Tears for Fears. He what? is 59 years old today. One of my favorite bands and uh, in concert, phenomenal. Uh, Peter Weller from RoboCop and yeah. Star Trek Into Darkness. Wow, you're on it with the music today. Yes, I am. Uh, is uh, 73. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. RoboCop was on the other night. Uh, years old today, was it? Holds up. Still is fun. It's, it's a funny movie, but it also is super badass. Uh, you also have former governor of New York, George Pataki, is 75. Uh, Michelle Lee, who was on Knott's Landing, yeah. is 78 years old today. Lee, 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 Lee. All right. Uh, and then, doubling back to RoboCop, it's Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nancy, Nancy Allen? Allen's birthday today. Hey. Wow. Uh, so she was the female lead in that movie. And, uh, wow, she's 70 years old today. She was also the, the ultimate bitchy girl in uh, Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. So happy 70th for her. Uh, Petra Nemkova, the supermodel. No, I don't have anything for that. 41 now. That's play Robocop. Uh, well, play I got it. I'm, I'm sure she's a huge fan. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Supermodel. There you go. Isn't she the one whose boyfriend died in the tsunami? Yes, like he got think... swept swept away. You remember that? She thing? held on to a tree. To a tree. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, that's a terrible story. Crazy story. Uh, Mick Fleetwood has oh. his birthday today. He is uh, 73 years old today. Running Man. <laughs> uh, yep, he was. He acted in Running Man. He He's done some other roles, right? Nothing as high profile as that. I no, think. but he has. He has done a bit of acting. Yeah. Uh, and he's a, he's one of these, he's what you call a, um, a musical drummer, meaning that he plays what flows perfectly for the whole musical piece. He's not... He's not playing to uh, to accentuate it too much. He's playing exactly what the music needs. But you appreciate it. They, they do a live version of the, uh, one of my favorite songs, Silver Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his drumming is just perfect. He's 73 today. Minka Kelly, who was uh, oh. in the movie's... 500 Days Summer and Friday Night Lights, what? I, I read that wrong. My my vision is terrible. I thought that said Mindy, K- Mindy Kaling, so. Well, it's also Mindy Kaling. Oh, oh, oh my God. You just looked one <laughs> down. Yeah. Me. And they're both M and K, yes. so I yes. could see you seeing that. Uh, but uh, Minka is 40. Mindy is 41. Who's uh, who's Minka with these days? She's been with a lot of the uh, the top athletes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Wait, the you latest. said Minka Kelly was in Five Hundred Days of Summer? Yes. What, who, what, who She's at she? the end. She's uh, Autumn. Remember, he he meets another girl yep. at the very end, yes, and yes, uh, yes. he's been hanging out with Summer and obsessed with her most of the movie. And then, I've never seen that movie. It's a great movie. Is it a great movie? Yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's okay. really well done. And then, uh, spoiler alert, uh, they break up, and okay. uh, then he meets another girl named Autumn. Did you, you see RoboCop? Yeah. Same movie. Same movie. Okay. 
Uh, Solange Knowles. Is it Solange or Solange? Solange. Solange. Solange Knowles, sister of Beyonce, and she's a recording artist as well, right? Isn't she the one that got into the bitch slapping session with yes. Kanye in the elevator? In the elevator. Yeah. yeah, so she is 34. Jay-Z. Not Kanye. G- Jay-Z. Yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, 34 oh, that's today. Right. We're going to save this one for last. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's also an actress named Danielle Spencer. And oh. she played D on What's Happening. Oh. And as you had left uh, the office, Steve, but as Kathy and I were sitting there, I pulled up some <laughs> clips of D from What's Happening. She was probably my favorite character on that show. She always got the one-liners. She, she always had... got the put-downs. Great one-liners, yeah, yeah. great put-downs. She beat up on all of them. Everybody. And my favorite catchphrase from her was always, Ooh. <laughs> yes. I love that. Okay, so you know when you go to football games, people hold up signs, right? Yeah. And you'll see a sign that says defense, right? And somebody hold, it's the letter D right. and then a fence. Yeah. The best one I ever saw was a picture of her and then two guys fencing. That's great. It's a, It was amazing. Defense. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Danielle Spencer is 55 years old today. God, she was funny on that show. And last but not least, at 78 years old, it's Arthur Brown's birthday. Wow! It's hellfire, and I need to sit down. (laughs) Eating lunch at 2 o'clock. Using lots of ointments. I keep my pills in separate containers. Each with the letter of the day. He is, uh, I'm to bed at 6 o'clock. <laughs> he, still, he still performs, man. No. Really? Yeah. We, remember we talked about there was a bill that oh, he yeah. was on not that long ago. I am the god of hellfire, and you can sit upright in my bathtub. <laughs> bathtub. I am the god of hellfire, and my bathtub allows you to sit completely upright. <laughs> and I wear a large medallion in case I fall down. Yeah. <laughs> and my phone has super huge numbers on it. I am the god of hellfire, <laughs> and only two apps, the weather and a camera. Oh, <laughs> Arthur Brown from the crazy... I like cardigans. The crazy world of Arthur There's Brown. a bowl of butterscotch candies by my front door. Is uh, celebrating his 78th birthday there we go. today. All right, we'll go to the phone and see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. Um, so for which precious resource is Argentina named? 215-263-WMMR. And I will go to Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, Preston, what's up? Yo, bud, just looking for the answer. What uh, precious resource is Argentina named after? That would be silver. Silver. So, yeah, Argentina is named after silver, and Steve had written down Argentium, and that's where frickin' Steven Singer got that from. I never knew that. It has to be, right? Yeah, silver's uh, Latin name is uh, Argent. Uh, and uh, or argentum or whatever, and uh, the AG is the symbol for silver on the periodic table. So wait, is argentium just silver? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you say? Th- <laughs> do we do we uh, mention that during the spots? Or uh, there, no? There's there's silver. There's silver. silver jewelry. Yeah, no. and it's but and it's the. Uh, I guess it's he he labeled that 
version of it, Argentium. Oh, okay. But so. it's, it's mined on a particular facility on Jupiter, oh, and that's right. where it comes right. from. Okay. All right, so since Bob got it right, we're going to set him up with a Fandango Now promo code to see Irresistible, written and directed by John Stewart and starring Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. It's available on demand Friday from Focus Features. We're going to start with Bill Cosby. He is appealing his 2018 sexual assault conviction. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court has agreed to hear him on two points. One, the Montgomery County Judge Stephen O'Neill's decision to allow prosecutors to call five other accusers to the stand as prior bad act witnesses. And two, the judge's decision to allow prosecutors to introduce evidence that he'd given women quaaludes in the past. So those are the two things they're going to readdress. So because the, the belief is, or what they're saying is, there's a case to be made that that information extends outside the parameters of this particular case and should not have been introduced. Yes, that bringing in the other accusers specifically since they weren't part of, part of that case. Yes, exactly. I thought and, I that, and that was brought up initially, sure. Preston, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I what, still don't understand do how they... How they were able to come to an agreement with Cosby, uh, with the former DA, saying if you do this, de- if you speak to us during this deposition, you won't be charged. I'm not saying. Listen, the guy got what he got, but like, how can they then turn around and say, okay, now actually, never mind, we are we are going to file charges against you? Like to me, that makes no sense. So we'll see where this goes. Uh, the disgraced comedian is serving three to ten years sentence for sexual assault after the jury found him guilty of drugging and attacking. Andrea Constan in 2004. Um, so they also had heard evidence that Cosby had given them a sedative before having sex with him, and that's part of, uh, you know, the whole M.O. Yes. Uh, the yeah. court will look at an agreement that Cosby had with former Philadelphia District Attorney Bruce Castor granting him immunity for prosecution. So, so mm-hmm. there you go, Kathy. Yeah, they're going to look into that. All right. A uh, couple of stories that involve blackface. Jimmy Kimmel apologized Tuesday for a series of impressions that he did in the past of black celebrities such as former NBA an NBA player, Carl Malone, but said that he believes he has, quote, evolved and matured over the last 20-plus years and intended to continue to speak out on causes he believed were worthy of discussion on his ABC show. He said, I've long been reluctant to address this, as I knew doing so would be celebrated as a victory by those who equate apologies with weakness and cheer for leaders who use prejudice to divide us. This delay was a mistake. Uh, Kimmel said in a prepared statement, there is nothing more important to me than your respect, and I apologize to those who were genuinely hurt or offended by the makeup I wore or the words I spoke. As Mia Coppola comes after his main rival on NBC, Jimmy Fallon apologized for doing an impression of Chris Rock on Saturday Night Live in 2000 after a clip of that surfaced online. Fallon also spent time on Tonight discussing the issues around the appearance. Many celebrities have found their past work under a microscope as the nation grapples with how uh, people of different races and backgrounds are treated. Some of Kimmel's impressions were actually done during his radio years uh, when he was on uh, KROQ in Los Angeles and others while he worked as a co-host of The Man Show on Comedy Central. He said, on KROQ radio in the mid-'90s, I did a recurring impression of Carl Malone. In the late 1990s, continued impersonating Malone on TV. We hired makeup artists to make me look as much like Carl Malone as possible. I never considered that this might be seen as anything other than an imitation of a fellow human being, one that had no more to do with Carl's skin color than it did with his bulging muscles and bald head. Uh, I've done dozens of impressions of famous people, including Snoop Dogg, Oprah, Eminem, Dick Vital, Vital, uh, Rosie, and many others. And in each case, I thought of them as impersonations of celebrities and nothing more. Looking back, many of these sketches are embarrassing, and it is frustrating that these thoughtless moments have become a weapon 
used by some to diminish my criticisms of social and other injustices. Uh, He added, I know that this will not be the last I hear of this, and it will be used again to try to quiet me. I love this country too much to allow that. Uh, I won't be bullied in silence by those who feign outrage to advance their oppressive and generally racist agendas. And the break that he's taking, apparently, the word is, is that was on the books already, but I don't know the story Mm. fully on that. That's what he's saying. Uh, Tina Fey is taking responsibility for some of her bits over the years, but many online say it's not good enough. The Emmy winner asked that NBC pull some episodes of 30 Rock featuring blackface. Uh, she wrote in a letter, according to multiple reports, as we strive to do the work, uh, to do the work and do better in regards to race in America, we believe that these episodes featuring actors in race-changing makeup are best taken out of circulation. I understand now that intent is not a free pass for white people to use uh, these images. I apologize for the pain that I have caused going forward. Uh, no comedy loving kid needs to stumble on these tropes and be stung by their ugliness. I thank NBC Universal for honoring this request. So they're going to pull those episodes as uh, she has requested. Uh, what else we have here? Universal has set a new date for M. Night Shyamalan's return to theater. Uh, theaters, I should say. The studio announced Tuesday that it will open an untitled thriller from the director on July 23rd of next year, 2021. Oh, so man. this is what he was probably... Oh, I don't know why I'm flubbing up so much this morning, but but he was uh, scouting locations for after Glass was finished. Do you remember he was posting mm. on Instagram? This must be that movie. I know he was in production for something mm. when yeah, we went yeah. into the quarantine. we and talked they, about it. And he, st- he couldn't reveal too much. Yeah, they, he, they stopped his production. Uh, the studio announced yesterday that it will open an untitled thriller from the director July 23rd, 2021. The movie was originally set to debut on February 26th of 2021, but Universal moved it to, uh, from the calendar in early April amid the release uh, date shuffled, sparked by the pandemic. You know what I'm chomping at the bit for, though, Preston, is season two of, of uh, Servant. Right. Gotta see that. Uh, in May, Shyamalan teased that he had just spent 12 weeks storyboarding the feature over Skype with his team while in lockdown. Uh, the untitled pick is part of a two-picture deal that the studio has in place with Shyamalan. Universal released uh, the film's three, uh, the filmmaker's three previous films, Glass, Split, and The Visit, and they all did very, very well for yes, him. Yes, so yeah. Happy to get on board for another one. I think he should do a documentary, at least a, a theatrical biopic of Arthur Brown. I think yeah, and that that right. Has. Anybody can handle <laughs> the that. Chops. We know he's Certainly. the guy to do it. There's a lot behind that story. I am the god of hellfire. Yes, and I bring you fire. My bones, my bones are very brittle. So we'll see. Uh, Winona Ryder is calling out Mel Gibson for a series of outrageous and offensive statements he claimed she made to her. He claimed she made to her? Uh, yeah, he made to her at a, at a party, I guess. They well, came, this yeah. th- this is written incorrectly. She claimed he made to her. This is written incorrectly. If you see the byline there, Preston, it says Yoda. That's and why. A pal uh, at a Hollywood party. So Mel is... <laughs> Mel's Mel! It's almost... We... <laughs> There's a long history of this. Yeah. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. our, our our default is just, yeah, that's about right. Uh, so the 49-year-old star, who is Jewish, said of her interaction with the 64-year-old, we were at a crowded party with one of my good friends, and Mel Gibson was smoking a cigar, and we were talking, and he said to my friend who's gay, oh, wait, am I going to get AIDS? And then something came up about Jews, and he said, 
You're not an oven dodger, are you? Oh, dear. What? God. I don't know when this was, but uh, Gibson, of it course. It was last Saturday. As many fans yeah. will recall, his history of making homophobic and racist remarks. Uh, she said he tried to apologize later, but wow, man. I, <laughs> I, I love I love so much of Mel Gibson stuff, but this is, you know, in real life, he Everything indicates he's a scumbag. Yeah, it seems that way. All right, on a lighter note, someone has changed their hair. What? Yes, another day, another celebrity hair transformation in quarantine. Taylor Swift showed off playful rainbow streaks. Sarah Hyland dyed her hair Ariel Red and... Kai Gerber subtly debuted blonde highlights, and now... I'm being overwhelmed with all this information. Another famous brunette model has gone blonde. This time, it's Emily Ratajkowski. And we're not talking a few streaky, uh, little sneaky streaks. No. We're talking all over, all caps, blonde, baby. She's like a summer blonde, like a California blonde <laughs> pressed. I have to say this about her. I, I don't... She... She has this, you know, the resting bitch face thing. She always has that look. Yeah. And I just, I don't find her attractive. Um, well, I think she's... Not that she cares. I think she's gorgeous. But, yeah. uh, yes, I know what you're talking about. And I watched the short video with, with no dialogue of her showing off her hair. Yeah. And I really want to, I really want to try um, doing that. Right. Because oh, really? they, they all do it. The same, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the sexy look into the into the camera when the girl is just trying to show off how right. hot she is. Uh, yeah, it's it's very it's, subtle, and right. I don't even want to do a parody of it. I want to do me. You, yeah, really if you can do it, it and I want to see what that looks like. And I think maybe if it's a success, it's, we all give it a shot. It's a little bit almost like my Dr. Chet Wayne White. With the um, less bit. smirk, less smirk, yeah. yeah, but that same sort of head tilt. There's mm-hmm. no way. There's no way oh. I could do it. I couldn't without breaking vomiting. Up, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah she, <laughs> just, she just kind of looks off to the side, like you know, she's just sort of disinterested in whoever's looking. That's at her. it. And yeah, that's it's, it. a, it's a general take, disinterest yeah, and a little bit of disdain. On take twenty three. Yeah. Look, why do you look at me so much? Look at this. The best is I follow do on Instagram. Wait, wait. Do you see me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you? Uh, I love when she shows up at protests for different things with, like, her nipples poking through the, um, uh-huh. it's like, why aren't people paying attention to me? So, on Tuesday, the model shared a video of her freshly bleached honey blonde hair, thanking the luxury hair care brand Kerastase. Thank you, Kerastase. Of which she's a <laughs> spokesmodel. For helping her create the look. From her Instagram story, she seems to have undergone the hair transformation at her home on Monday, June 22nd. Now, the Carastase global president, Rosa Carico, raved about the final results on her Instagram, sharing the same video of Radikowski and writing, We planned it for so many months and now finally did it. It's the realization of a dream. Said, love how we embark on these adventures together. That's an adventure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You colored her hair. Yeah. What I, an adventure. You I colored my lottery. hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's an adventure. Right. I guess in quarantine it might be an adventure. It might be. Yeah. Yeah, for, for, 
Someone like her. Uh, this is terrible news. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley is grieving after learning that her ex, Steve Bing, died by suicide. Oh, no. Uh, the pair shared a son, Damien, together. She wrote on social media, I'm saddened beyond belief that my ex, Steve, is no longer with us. It is a terrible end. Our time together was very happy. And I'm posting these pictures because although we went through some tough times, it's the good, wonderful memories of a sweet, kind man that matter. Uh, Damien is also grieving. Uh, he wrote, this is a very strange and confusing time, and I'm immensely grateful to be surrounded by my phenomenal family and friends. I remembered them being together. Yes, for I a while. I don't remember much about him. I think he made, was he with Dell Computers? He produced uh, Polar Express, Steve. Yeah, I, I know. know. With the, yeah, and he's one of the, he's, in fact, he's, he pops up in the credits. But his initial money, Nick, would, did it come from I don't know. tech? I think it did. Uh, but he, uh, I think he fell off a building. No, he uh, jumped. He took his own life. Yeah, yeah, he jumped. So. I think it's how many, like 50 stories, I think. Oh, oh that is awful. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so obviously that <laughs> has uh, wrecked her world. Uh, Modern Families, Eric Stone Street and Sophia Vargar reunited during Tuesday's episode of America's Got Talent, being the first time that they've collaborated since the uh, series finale in April. Uh, and Vergara said, my new family and my old family are together again. In his uh, first of two guest episodes, the actor joined his former co-star on the judges panel to fill in for Heidi Klum after she fell ill on set during early spring. Uh, Klum made a brief cameo for the first... <laughs> The first act and tearfully FaceTimed with Judge Howie Mandel, who called to check in with him. Hi, everybody. I don't feel so good. Uh, he, he was, uh, Stone Street said, I was, it was, I was sad to hear that Heidi wasn't feeling well, but my first reaction was, yes, of course, 100%, absolutely. What time do I need to be there and what do I wear? So when were these uh, recorded? Because they're sitting side by side. This clearly was pre pandemic, right? I don't know about that, Steve. Not really sure. No, I think it was... Because uh, they show them sitting side by side here, but maybe they maybe this is a publicity shot that they shot ahead of time. We have oh, a whole bunch knows. of people in the audience behind him as well. Yeah, this had to... Is there... Okay. Well, they, they ran it last night, All and right. they said it was fun. It's so, fun. I'm so happy. We're having fun. <laughs> hey, um, arguably the most memorable little rascal from the mid-1990s reboot, the movie... I was arrested Saturday after police say he was huffing air duster in a hotel room in Weatherford, Texas. It's about as low as you can get. His name is Bug Hall. Yeah, well, that's he lower. Played, he played Alfalfa uh, in the 1994 film. He was booked into the Parker County Jail on a charge of possession for use to inhale, ingest a volatile chemical. Officers discovered a ton of compressed air cans in the hotel room after a family member asked police to check on him. Hall admitted to inhaling from the cans and was arrested without incident. Uh, and long-term use of inhalants can lead to brain, liver, kidney, and bone marrow damage, as well as hearing loss and spasms, limb spasms. Okay, so you can't do that. Like, that's straight-up illegal, even though he's got legal substances and he's not behind the wheel of a moving I, vehicle I, I think or the cops like were called, like, on a wellness check. Uh-huh. I think somebody was worried about him. Well, here, he was booked, though, on a charge of yeah. possession for use to inhale, ingest a volatile chemical. So, there you uh, go. Yes, Casey. Okay. Absolutely. You want to hear a clip of him back in the uh, yes, uh, Little Rascals? No, then the clouds opened up and God said, I hate you, Alfalfa. Any last words? Yeah. Uh, see ya. Uh, I never did see that movie. It stunk. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I love the uh, Little Rascals comedies as a kid. You know, they, they'd yeah, show them too. like in the morning before school. Yep. And uh, yeah, I thought, I thought the, the remake stunk. Let me tell you something, Darla. I'm not like those guys. 
I'm a sensitive male. I'm in touch with my feminine side. How nice. Hey, I've got an idea. Let me take you on a picnic tomorrow. So while you feed my soul, I can feed your face. Listen, and playing alfalfa is a, a bit of a curse. The original guy was murdered. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was killed over a hunting dog dispute. Stop it. Believe it or not. Oh, yeah. He actually appears in It's a Wonderful Life. There's Does a sequence he? where they open up the pool. Yeah, I They're remember dancing that. on the, on the, uh, the, the basketball court, and yeah. there's a pool underneath. And the guy who says, you know, the key to that unlocks the thing. The guy he's telling that to is alfalfa. No way. Well, okay. Well, this guy's going to jail. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here for you? How about this? Uh, Alicia Keys is set to host Kids, Race, and Unity, a Nick News special, which is an hour-long special set for June 29th on 7 p.m. on Nickelodeon. Uh, the special will focus on the voices and experiences of black children across the U.S., and the special will be simulcast on Teen Nick, Nicktoons, and the Nick app and YouTube channel. Uh, it will be first in a series of Nick News specials that will air on Nickelodeon in the coming months. I love Alicia Keys. She's super talented. Super talented. Unbelievable. Beautiful. Yep. Uh, and then the last thing I have for you is Lucifer will leave for a uh, yeah leave for a sixth and final season on Netflix. Although, for those keeping track, this is the second time that Netflix has renewed Lucifer for a final season. So the series was originally, I think, on Fox and made the jump to Netflix. And, um, you know, fans sort of kept it going, but this is finally it. And Lucifer, folk, well, it might be because they, they had done a final season before. So uh, Lucifer focuses on Tom Ellis as the famous fallen angel and the Lord of Hell working with the LAPD to take down Earth's bad guys. Okay. <laughs> the LAPD? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the story. I know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. It's not working with the forces of the universe no, anymore. No, no, no. it's called the LAPD. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the Avengers. No. You're under arrest. Yeah, not even the Avengers. Right? Yeah, yeah. those guys a call. Yeah. Uh, you're under arrest, devil. <laughs> Why not Penda? Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scepter. Right. All right, let's get to the clips. Here we go. The film 7500 is about a plane uh, hijacking, but what you may not know is that the title is a reference to the emergency transponder code mm. for unlawful interference. In this clip star, Joseph Gordon-Levitt talks about the movie's biggest challenge. The way that Patrick shoots movies is completely different than how I've ever shot a movie before. And it's not to do with the technical details, it's to do with the emotions. I took a couple years off acting when I had kids, and I knew that when I came back, I wanted to find something that would really challenge me. And I found it here. Anyway! 7500 is available to watch on Prime Video now. Here's the next clip. Fox's Celebrity Watch Party is based on the British TV series uh, Gogglebox. Gogglebox? Yeah. Uh, features celebrities reacting to television shows. In this clip, Jojo Siwa <laughs> shares a list of reasons why watching TV for five straight hours is harder than it looks. The TV has to be really quiet when we're shooting. So if you ever see us, like, leaning forward, it's because we just literally can't hear. And then it's like you don't want to talk over each other, but you both comment on the same things. Like, it's pretty funny how it ends up working out. I don't even know who the hell you are. Mm. Okay. JoJo Siwa. Scroll down, please, Nick. Stop right there. Hold on. Uh, Siwa. 
she was on the Thundermans. I don't know uh-huh. that. She was in School of Rock, apparently. The TV series, not the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, she was on the... Uh, She's on The Masked Singer, and I don't. I didn't see that episode. Uh, but when Nick Cannon must have introduced JoJo Siwa, I'm sure the audience was thrilled. They must have gone completely was that, nuts. Was that the one where they were like, opera singer JoJo Siwa? Uh, I think that was somebody, somebody else. else. But it's so funny when Nick Cannon has to do that, because he, he's just like clearly been doing um, lines as to who these people are. And they also, they'll cut to an audience member who's like 65 years old. <laughs> yeah. who's oh, like, my oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he's on Degrassi High. <laughs> <laughs> International recording audience, JoJo Siwa. It's it's Arthur Brown. <laughs> I am a god of hellfire. <laughs> oh uh, my god! It's the, he produced Takashi sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> a new episode of Celebrity Watch Party airs on Fox tomorrow night, and that's at eight o'clock. And that's all I have for you. We are going to take ourselves a break. We'll come back in a moment. Live on Fox Good Day. We have a secret text word to tell you about that when we return. Big Jay Okerson on yeah. the program today, too. Stay with us because we'll be right back. Wake up with Preston and Steve. Spend your work day with Pierre and Jackson. Your evenings with Jackie and Brent. And weekends annoying the neighbors by cranking us up to 11. But why stop there? Anybody know what she's talking about? Get your hands on some awesome merch at MMR's Rock Shop now. Clothes, hats, mugs, clocks, puzzles, baby and kid stuff, even a Pierre bobblehead, and more. They make great gifts, too. So get shopping at WMMR.com now. All the merch that rocks. Just to uh, piggyback on the traffic real quick, you know, we have uh, uh, more of our staff members making their way into work here uh, each and every day and uh, they're having to get back on the road and and get uh, to deal with traffic and so on. So I saw Sintra, one of our salespeople in the the hallway yesterday. She goes, uh, I sat in traffic for two hours and 45 minutes yesterday. (laughs) Oh my God. It had to be construction. No, it was was an accident. It was on the the Schuylkill and between between the Blue Route and Belmont, she sat in that for two hours and 45 minutes, which is a Seven-minute drive it was, at most. Uh, two there trucks. Were, yeah, there was a lot of big equipment on the scene, which is <sighs> was part of the reason, Nick. Yeah, there were there were trucks that were involved, and then the tow trucks that they had to bring in to like haul the the tanker out was huge. It took up wow. most of the lanes. They were squeezing by at least like in the afternoon, but well, that, I, yeah, that was bad. When I drove home, it was closed, so they, the cops were on the scene. Yeah, the, the tow trucks it. were on the scene, and and so nobody was getting by. So yeah, it was backed up all the way so, to the blue route. But uh, what did what was know? the collision, Nick? It was, was two two big tractor trailers, and they were transporting large vehicles themselves, or what were no, they carrying? And then they had no. to bring in those massive tow trucks. Oh, to I get see. Them, to get them yeah, out. I see. Get them right. out. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why they didn't close uh, Schuylkill Westbound or Schuylkill Eastbound, I should say, at right. the blue route because you know you just weren't going anywhere. It was a parking <laughs> lot at that point. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to traffic. Well, I mean, it's still fairly light as far yes. as normal delays go. I mean, yeah. and I thought maybe this week we would see an uptick in it or after we went into the yellow phase, but uh, not really. Okay. Um, well, listen, I-, I wanted to bring something up. I found this out yesterday. Um, a friend had gotten in touch with my wife, sent her a screenshot of my Instagram account, but it's not my Instagram account. Oh, man. It's somebody pretending to be me's Instagram account. So... 
you've already had this happen on Facebook. There was yeah. a, a fake Preston account on Facebook. Only it wasn't Preston. It was somebody, right. a completely different name. With your pictures. They were just lifting my photos. Right. And what was the name they were using? Do you remember? I don't even remember, which sucks, because I wouldn't mind going back and seeing what the status of that is. If it has more followers than you. Uh, but, so, but this Instagram account is pretending to be me. Well, that's an issue. And so I, so I mentioned that to you guys this morning. Yeah. So Nick, I didn't I didn't go any deeper than just going you know pulling it up and it's a private account and going wow well that sucks you know uh, so Nick dug a little deeper he found another one that's pretending to be me on Instagram as well I oh, so I checked it out it's it's one picture yeah but it's still it's, yeah. it's pretending to be me it uses my name and has fifteen followers which might mean that some of those people think that it is you or a second account or something along those lines yeah. well the other one has a few hundred oh boy it has over four hundred. Mm-hmm. And so apparently that person who's ever using that account, this is how my uh, my wife's friend found out. He had randomly DM'd her. He slid into her DMs. Slid into oh, her DMs. Man. And just said say, something like, hey, how you doing? Or just some innocuous little phrase like that. Marissa also got one from this same person, this same account. And it just says, Hi. So, Hi. whoever this is <laughs> has taken my photos and my name, huh. taken a taken a a screen name that is very very similar to mine, and is now just randomly reaching out to people. Or why would he reach out to Marissa? Marissa. So you're telling me that you didn't slide into my DMs? I didn't slide <laughs> into your DMs. One one. No, that's all. And it was like I didn't even see it until this morning when we were talking about it. When was it sent, do you know? It was sent a few days ago at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So... I don't think they... I think at least that person who DM'd Marissa probably doesn't know who you are. Like, you know, there are people out there who will just, you know, they, they know who you are. They know, you know, you're the host of the show and they'll just create something because. I think this is was randomly selected, especially if they mes- messaged Marissa. Maybe. I don't. People who do these things, I don't know, you know, for the most part, what the impetus is when someone does this. But how would they know to message Marissa? Because I mean, that's what I mean. I think it was random because they randomly saw that you were, you know, friends with her. Or you guys were connected. Maybe she commented on a photo of yours or whatever. Huh. So, <laughs> all right. I, yeah, I, I it's feel so, it's so weird. I feel a little violated. Yeah, uh, Marissa says I should be flattered. I am so flattered for you. Really, I think it is so cool. <laughs> I mean, you guys have been doing the show for twenty three years, and now you get a fake Instagram account. <laughs> Big time! So You've made it. So You've a, made it. It's a stamp of success. Yes, I guess. Yeah. Is it somebody trying to do a a fan account? No. No. no, it's somebody no, no, trying no, no. to be him. Yeah. They're no, posing as be, Preston. It would be like fan of Preston, right? You know, they they not know. always. Yeah, they, some but, people are weirdos like that. Well, mm. no, I don't believe that's the case, and it's private. Yeah. So they're trying to build numbers right. somehow or another. And then my fear is, what if they do something in my name? Post something that is yeah. horrible. Yeah. Why would well, Preston say that? Exactly. Yeah. I had that happen uh, with a Twitter account uh, three, four years ago. And so I'm pretending to be you. Yeah, and spelled my name. My last name is spelled M C I L W A I N, and they spelled it M C L L. And uh, I had to flag it and contact Twitter and contact our legal department. And it's a long road. And so what I'm curious is to what you want your recourse to be because it, it takes a long time and a lot of effort to have some of those things removed and uh, i've talked to it with um jillian mealy who works at fox news she used to work here in philly 
And uh, unfortunately for Jillian, there are several accounts with her name and her photo, and she just lets them go at this point. Because oh, really? She just it's the fight is too much of an effort, and so she's just like, you know what? They exist. It's part. It comes with the job, which is a weird thing to have to come with the job. Huh? But she deals with it. Okay. Yeah. So I want to go back to what I'm saying. I'm flattered. I just think it's funny. I do not encourage any of our listeners <laughs> to go follow this guy because let's not give him any yeah. extra credit. No. Um, as long as he's not doing anything malicious, if he is trying to like reach out to people and and more than just like friend them on Instagram, but actually like interact with friends of yours, I'm not cool with that. That is yeah, maybe this guy weird. hates me. That's my fear. Yeah. Or maybe he's slowly taking over your life. <laughs> How do you know he doesn't look exactly like you? Yeah. It's true. What if Rochelle comes to you one morning last night? What? I was talking about. I was in bed. Yeah. <laughs> I was checking my DMs. I, I don't. I didn't get anything from fake Preston. You're a little hurt. And I'm a little hurt. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. See, I don't. I, yeah. I. We'll see how it plays out. But to me, I think it's random. Wow. I, I'm and I do see legit. You know, people who have millions or, or at least hundreds of thousands of followers who will occasionally post. Hey, by the way, somebody's got this account. They're pretending to be me. Yes. It's not me. I've tried to reach out to Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and they can't do anything about it or haven't done anything about it. By the way, I hate, hate the absolute, it, it feels like when, and I've, I've tried to reach out with, with a, uh, a complaint or an issue for social media, whether it be Facebook or whatever, and you feel like you're talking to no one, a, 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 a non-entity, like mm-hmm. nobody even hears this. Yeah. It's like, you remember in, in, uh, in Lost? Where they were uh, filling out those forms and sending it in a tube, and they were just shooting up, right, yeah. piling up outside, yep, and, yep. And for for years and years and years. That's what it feels like. There is zero personal interaction when it comes to this stuff. And there's just, social media for you, I, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. And so I feel like I so I, I logged my my little complaint. You know, I, I don't think and it's, it's now nothing. sitting in a tube in the jungle. Uh, yeah, it's in yeah. a tube in the jungle. I don't think anybody's even going to know what that is so or, or ever see it hang on i'm gonna go to uh ron hey ron good morning hey good day Gadzoos, guys i'm sorry Gadzoos, buddy. what's up all right so the same exact thing i'm half i'm half sleeping you mentioned this i immediately popped up and i had to tell you this all right the same exact thing is, is going through my father right now someone took my father's instagram took his picture his his name they altered his name a little bit and they've been going around adding his friends and making it seem like it was a second account that he made. But what he's doing is I have my friend screenshot the message he sent him. And it says, and I'm reading it right now, it's for the Harry and Jeanette Weinberg Foundation, one of the largest private charitable foundations in the United States. Um, so he's trying to get people to donate to some charity that no one has never heard right so he's soliciting for money have you taken any steps to try to get this um taken off the same exact thing that Preston did i'm sitting here reporting it reporting it reporting Hmm. it and you're telling me well we'll we'll look into it but because of covid19 we may not be able to get to right now Hmm. right okay yeah, wow, so, uh, you know, because you have to physically walk the website or the page over to the garbage and throw it out. <laughs> I mean, you can do all this stuff remotely. It's I not... just sent. Uh, I, yeah. My only option was to send uh, this. Someone is, you know, essentially yeah. it says uh, some someone is uh, faking this account to be, and then it says a celebrity, me. Like you have like three choices, and I hit me and hit send, and 
That's it. Yeah, the, yeah. The and there it goes. Goodbye. To nobody. Goodbye. Goodbye, anonymity. There seems to be no follow-up recourse yeah, no. to it at all. You don't want to call uh, somebody at Instagram, you. <laughs> yeah. you know, dial a number. Yeah. The best thing I can tell you, Preston, um, to keep going, if you let your friends know, like your private friends or whatever, to find this account and tell them to have them keep reporting it. Okay. Maybe if they see how many people are reporting this same account, Okay. Yeah. In other All words, right. get this particular count thousands so, of new followers so that they can know. No. That oh no. 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 So 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 reach out to my uh, audience if yes. you will or whatever you want to call it. Those uh, follow me on Instagram and say, "Hey, complain about this for me." Yeah, pretty much. That's the best thing you can do. Well, that would be nice if people could step up and do that. Okay. Or maybe right. you know, I just do it to like your immediate like friends. You know, thanks, Ron. Maybe they don't have to get uh, like. Yeah, a thousand complaints, but maybe if they got fifty, like Hope Solo's butthole might help yeah. out. Maybe uh, you know, right, if you go to that. Need. So is <laughs> turn there... to them in social media crises. Can you be verified on Instagram as well as Twitter? Yeah. Okay, you get the blue check. And yeah, so does that? I don't even know how you do that. Does that help with I anything? Don't know. Well, it, yeah, because that would make him that people would know then if there's going to be multiple accounts, people would know me. then that it's definitely you. Not All that right. I really care. Not to jump in here, Casey, for a second, but you bring that blue check or that blue thing. Um, there are people who are not that had, seem to have it. I'm like, how did they get it? Yeah, it's sort of I been agree. seen as as a mystery as to who gets the the, yes. the blue check mark. And, I mean, and why certain people yeah. don't have TV, it. Instagram has actually Jer- Jervis's cousin has you know like. I mean, well, so so Instagram actually came out with details on how to um, how to apply for it. Whereas before, there was really it was kind of like they didn't really say anything, and some people got the check mark. You could apply for it; it was there. But now, at least, it's a little more. Maybe accessible. that's what you need to do, press and get the check mark to validate it. And, and I also, would love to. I just don't. I've never looked into how to do it's it. It's easy. You do it right on your phone. I can show you. All right. Well, I need. It's set, wait, wait. But it doesn't necessarily mean you'll get I'm it. On right, Kathy Romano's <laughs> official Instagram account. It's Kathy Romano Topless. And it says, <laughs> "It's me and Bill." Yeah, making yeah. love. No, it, it's. Uh, I wonder if it's the same, Kathy. At least in steps between this and Instagram. Do you think it's the same sort of progression? Because there, there's what Facebook they show, and Instagram. They show oh, a five a five step process here. Yep. That, All right. I mean, that's exactly it for Instagram anyway. That you can do it right from your phone. All right. All right. Well, um, actually, I, I want to take a commercial break and go. Talk. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but listen, I'm telling you, I've applied for it. Oh, you, you'll get a message and say, and I've applied for it over and over again, and I and still nothing? don't have one. What the hell? How do they make that decision? See, and and they they give you an explanation. Like you have to. So your Instagram account needs to be linked to your Facebook account. Uh, if it's not, you have to do it. Like it tells you what to do, so that next time you apply, yeah, maybe yeah, they'll. Oh come on! But listen, I file. Fo- I followed all of the steps, and I still, still yeah. Well, How is Hurricane face- Schwartz chiropractor? Yeah, you know, right, got, <laughs> I don't even have a Facebook account. Could I get verified? I mean, according to the email that I last got, no. Wow. Okay. Well, even even though Facebook owns Instagram. Yes! But I think that's why. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. a bunch of bull crap. I got, we got a text that said, uh, step one, take over Preston Elliott account. Step two, make Casey my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Master plan. We yeah, have Preston account two, make Casey my best friend. I just got a new friend the other day. I wonder if it's <gasps> this guy. <gasps> Might be this The guy. plot thickens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was I was trying to explain to my daughter the uh, you know my kids aren't really on social media thank God it's really not their thing and uh, Caroline has seen some uh, some conversation I guess she's uh, I don't know she said she was in a chat or something along those lines and it got uh, a little bit into social issues and right. things got heated and she right. was confused and talked to me about it sure yeah and I tried I think she to, went to you 
I tried to explain to her my stance on engaging in on that platform. Yep. How it's not a good idea, and I and I didn't want to uh, dissuade her from defending her own opinion yeah. with, against other people. But I'm like, I just don't believe that this is the platform to do it. And it's honestly a platform that will not result in people going, oh, yeah, I see I your know. point. I've changed my mind. It's not for that. I it, tried to explain that. It's to just bang a drum and then yeah. walk away and let the let the damage, you know, occur. Yeah. And that's that's not, it's not where you're going to do it. But this is yet just another thing that's just turning me off to the whole... I, I, I wish, if, if, if I didn't have this job, I would probably... Not even touch it, I, you, and I and I really wish it was stop that Stop and think about, stop and think about the innocent <laughs> joy that was initially MySpace. Oh my God, uh-huh. how nice that was! It yeah. was like an extended sort of way to meet people. There was there was the level of vitriol that's there at, yeah. at all the time on social media. It's what it's known for in the in the embryonic stages. Of MySpace, it was something so beautiful, so unique, so fresh and wonderful. I saw, and and, I mean, for for people, anybody, you know, in between the ages of, let's say, 16 to 30, like, you probably have some sort of imprint on social media somewhere. And I saw a post uh, that Beth Gardner put up of uh, her husband for Father's Day. Right. And, I mean, he's, he's a young guy. And she was like, well, you know, happy Father's Day to this guy. He's not on social media at all. And I... Was jealous. Well, yeah. I was like, oh, Kathy's husband's not on social media. My mom's not on social media. The people that aren't on it, I'm impressed by. (laughs) My friend, one of my best friends, Ben, uh, about a year ago, he he told me not only is he not involved in social media, he has quit watching the news. Yeah, and he says I am infinitely more happy than I've ever been. He's like he doesn't even go near it. At all, nothing. I'm like, wow, that's commitment, man. I can't say that that wouldn't be a wonderful place to be at. Blissfully unaware. <laughs> Honestly, you know when Joey Pants took the pill yeah. and got to enjoy steaks yeah. again? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it's uh, okay. I want to remember nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you understand There's me? a point. Nothing. You know what? It turns out he was the hero of the Matrix. <laughs> right. Marissa, what were you going to say? Well, on the complete opposite end of this, a few of my friends have made careers out of social media and have recently realized that MySpace accounts still exist. Oh, really? oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They are back. But, like, for a while, they were, like, gone, gone. Yeah. And we all typed in our names, and, like, mine is, like, still there. Seriously? Yeah. Yours is? I, I just clicked on it again. They, um... Oh, what's on there? So I clicked on my photos. There are photos from uh, Day Off at the Slopes 2005. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's a photo of me at an Eagles game with the Shocker. You okay. guys remember when yeah. we made the shocker? Yeah. Yeah. shocker, yeah. Yep. Uh, lots of tongue ring, tongue out photos. <laughs> Me and uh, Dave Grohl and Chris Shiflett from uh, August 16th, what was that, 2007. Wow. Uh, yeah, this is kind of funny. That's cool. I don't even know how to, I wouldn't even know how to get rid of it. How to? I wouldn't even know what email address is linked to it. Well, and listen, Kathy just sent me a link the other day about memorializing your Facebook account. Yeah. Uh, and the steps to go about doing that because like this uh, digital graveyard of, uh, of MySpace, it just kind of floats out there. Look at these pictures of you, Marissa. <laughs> I was so sober. Uh, you, so, you were so what? So sober in all of those photos. Oh, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> That's great. And the tongue out thing, that was, uh, yeah, that was a big deal back then, especially because you had the tongue ring. There's a couple of me really working my butt off. Uh, you see? I'm talking yeah. in a microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. 
Well, it's interesting. By the way, this uh, this text says, hey, give it a couple of days. I reported somebody last week, uh, three or four days later, I got a notification from Instagram saying the account was closed. That's wow. Good. How so come that happened so quickly? I guess they randomly can get to them. Of I, the four, uh, if you include LinkedIn, which one do you think will last the longest? Um, like uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. <sighs> last the longest? Well, I'm thinking like seriously long term, like 20, 30 years from now. Are any of those going to be around? Is it, you know, Probably we're look Facebook, back at Facebook since, yeah. since it was so groundbreaking. If, if at some point uh, the headquarters and the supercomputers at Twitter blow up, I, I'd be all right with that. Yeah, yeah. By the way, speaking of, of tech and how we're communicating, uh, I saw this. This is interesting. Uh, video calls have obviously been much more ubiquitous now with uh, people Wait working from home. Yeah, you can make calls and see people you now. Can, <laughs> believe it. It's oh like, my God! Steve is like Dick Tracy. It's unbelievable. Uh, no, wait but till even, I tell Flathead. But even my mom, you know. So I've I've got my mom on board. With is this. she loving it? Yeah, it's yeah. it's a game changer to be honest. But here's an observation somebody made. You may have noticed yourself. Waving goodbye at the end of, especially if it's work conference calls yes. and so on. And if you search on Twitter, you'll find lots of people noticing the same thing. And one person wrote, why do I feel compelled to wave at the end of Zoom calls? I literally have never walked out of a meeting room waving to everyone. Uh, and the tweet uh, received over 16,000 likes. So a lot of people right. did have concurred with this. And experts say it's a combination of two things. People are adapting and adjusting the behaviors accordingly to work with video calls. And we're all craving more of a human connection. Uh, Laura Dudley, who is an expert in behavior analysis and body language at Northeastern University, uh, says the personal touch is missing. Uh, We're hunkering for the human interaction, that friendliness. So we're starting to do things like waving to say goodbye. Uh, it feels a little nicer than just clicking off. Why not just hug the computer? <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that I would love to Mommy. see. Mommy. Uh, plus, on a video call, uh, we're also lacking certain clues that a meeting is over and that we'd have in real life, such as people closing notebooks or checking watches. So we wave to make up for those cues. I've definitely been doing that. The ones I've, I've see well, you guys. Yeah, bye. It's, it's sort of a natural reflex. Yeah, I don't know, and I, that's probably been since the beginning of FaceTime and any sort of video calling. Yeah, it's just kind of a way to delineate. Okay, it's over. Uh, do you guys do a lot of FaceTime calls uh, outside nah. of the the, the video uh, stuff? No. I mean, outside of the video meetings. Yeah, no. like Zoom stuff. No, I don't. Occasionally, yeah. I'll do it with my dad, you know, and, and I'll walk around and show things if people want to see something in the house. Right. But we're carrying on a conversation. I don't. Uh, I'm FaceTiming more. Are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, with I, just I, friends or regular conversations? Just friends. And, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm finding I like that better. Okay. Uh, seeing facial expressions and, and yeah. stuff like that right. kind of just add to the conversation. Plus, it actually makes me want to talk a little bit longer. I hate <laughs> Hate being on the phone for extended amount yes. of time. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I hate the position of holding it up like this. I know right. that sounds stupid, uh, but sitting there for a long time and uh, and and just going on and on and on. I would much rather be able to look away and do some other things while I am talking to somebody. It makes it more like a real conversation. So with, with the FaceTime, you're doing it with friends out of town or yeah. anybody local or nobody do- local. Okay. I, occasionally, I'll FaceTime with Casey. Yeah, uh, but yeah. 
my brother Josh lives in Colorado, so I'll FaceTime with him. And I, last night I was uh, doing it with him and his son, which was cool. And, and my brother Adam lives down in, in uh, Southern Virginia. So, like, family that are far flung, like your dad, Steve, like, it's yeah. just, you get to see them. You know, yeah. it's, it's nice. Yeah. And I, I really no, enjoyed cool. it. And, and, and the conversations do last longer than a regular phone call. I tell you what I don't mind now, which I've done a couple times, are the uh, doctor consultations yeah. on FaceTime. That's much better, I think, unless it's, you know, you really need to get checked out. Yeah. But if you're just checking in. and like closer to your sphincter, please. <laughs> <laughs> a little but, lower. But yeah, I, but I haven't, a polyp. I haven't done it with Dr. Mike, but a specialist I had to check in with, and as opposed to going all the way down to Penn, parking, going up there, and then he notoriously has. Oh, sitting in his office hour, for hour nine hours. Hour and a half hours. wait yeah. before you get in. We had a scheduled time. We did it. We did a voice time call. Uh, you know, call, and it was much better that way. So I'm appreciating the. Everything's looking good. We're going to shave your Adam's apple soon, and then we'll start the hormone injections, Preston. <laughs> uh, I'm not ready to release that. Wow. Uh, all yet. over Zoom. Telemedicine is is going to be something. Hopefully that that, that stays because a lot of the yes. doctors I was talking and I I do this uh, this pre op. I'll talk to guys facing surgery, the prostate cancer surgery. We um, once a month, in a lot of ways, a lot it's it's being received a lot better because uh, for that very reason, so people can take a break at, at work or whatever. They don't have to drive down to the yeah. to Penn and they can hop on and do it. I do believe there's a, there's a, a more one on one thing when I'm talking in front of them, but it's there's not that much lost, and it, it also it helps. Yeah, it all depends on what you're doing because yeah. you know going somewhere for an appointment that can take up like. A quarter of your day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just if, if you've got to drive from, you know, Delaware County to Bucks County. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a full freaking, that's a half day right there. If you're going to spend the hour it takes to get there and then the hour, hour and a half, or then an hour to get back. Smoke your math. Smoke your math. <laughs> no, that's that's a big chunk of your day. So I'm I'm enjoying this part of it. Uh, another thing on, on the tech side, um, did you guys see that the, the Segway uh, is going to be going away? Okay. Uh, does this mean savings have never been better for buying a Segway? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> because I think I want one. Uh, so the according- two-wheeled one that you stand on. Okay, uh, that's the a Segway. Se- this, this, well, Segway has a few different things. I now. know you've seen the yeah. one that's, that comes with like about to mid-knee level. Yeah, that has the braces on it. Yeah, it I- doesn't have the handle. I like handlebars. Yeah, so I know. The, so the China-based Nine Bot, which acquired Segway in 2015. Announced that it is ending production next month. Uh, the Segway accounted for less than 1.5% of the company's revenue last year. So I guess that's why they're bailing on okay, it. Okay, because I have a nine bot. I, I went online looking at that Segway, the one that went up to the knee. Right. And it just wasn't sturdy enough. Um, I like and, the and handle. Yeah, so I, I ended up getting the nine bot E2 scooter, which I love. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the Segway did become something used by tourists and police officers. It never did quite live up to the predictions by the inventor, Dean uh, Kamen, when it was unveiled in December of 2001 of an urban transportation revolution. He had envisioned people zipping around all over the Say place. Say goodbye to your cars yeah. in the city because you'll be Segwaying all over the place. Which I could see that because, you know, driving yeah. in the city is a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. But he he foresaw... You know, special lanes where right. just just for Segway traffic and yeah. stuff like that. Well, now you're seeing these scooters, and and uh, I saw them in more so in Europe when I was in Paris, uh, like scooter share, like you see the bike chair and stuff like right, that. Right, right. You would just you would ride the scooter. I guess you have an app on your phone. 
And you would ride the scooter, and whenever you were done, you would just leave it there yes. uh, in the middle of the sidewalk. But a lot of those programs started uh, having problems. People were crashing them. They were leaving them where they weren't supposed to. And I think that they start taking those away because, like, Baltimore had one. I I've haven't seen, seen that. Have you still, seen? Well, they never did it here. No, no, no. Well, not in Philadelphia. But I was talking to Chuck about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. It does exist around here. And then there's another business that it's their business to basically scoop up all the scooters at the end of the day and then bring them back to the okay. you know their hubs and stuff. Okay, scooter hubs, scooter hubs. Uh, so Tony Ho, uh, Segway's vice president of global business development, said that it was a great invention twenty years ago, and now it seems a bit outdated. And now it stinks. While I got this, uh, <laughs> while I got this story, it stinks. I was actually. Um, <laughs> I heard it on the news, but I was reading it as well. But they said that there was a different product that's coming out and said it's like an egg on wheels. Is that the uh, thing? Oh, yeah. You, you can. Is this the one you sit down on? I have no idea. Okay. I did, all I heard was egg on wheels. Yes, it's a large <laughs> egg. Uh, but it, it intrigued me. Uh, so I don't know if you can search egg on wheels, Nick, and <laughs> see if something new. Is new it called segue. The Verge? No. It might be. I saw other, there's other scooter thing, I mean, a Segway thing that I don't think is going to catch. It just, it looks like people are going to get hurt, but they're basically like Segway roller skates. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Your no. feet don't even, they don't even like strap in. They, you just step on these, these two mini platforms and you, and you kind of skate around. It does not are look they, safe. Are they independent? Independent of each other. Whoa, that could go bad. It, yeah, yeah. It real. I'm like, well, how did this get past R and D? Because you, it, it's, uh, it's very, too, very it's unstable. Dangerous. Yeah. Like even the the, the, the mid level, the mid leg level Segway thing that you stand on. <clears throat> excuse me. And there's a, there's a brace. It's still it's it's too wonky for most people. Yeah. Mm. I think uh, what you're talking about is called the S pod. Nick's gonna pull it up for you. Okay. S pod. The the S pod. Oh no. No, this what? is this is what exists in Wally. It's what all the fat people in the spaceships ride on. <laughs> is this what you were talking it about? It is, or? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it may be. I, like I said, I only heard the description. Oh, but, oh but, okay. But it essentially, <laughs> it looks like something uh, you'd, you'd go for a ride at Disney World. It's a wheelchair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. That's what they, they said. It's, it's a new egg-shaped, basically, wheelchair. Okay. And is this supposed to be for people... Who have mobility issues, I no. assume, because that I can understand. It is kind of cool, though. I think it, pro- it probably provides a little It is the Wally, though. That yeah, actually totally. case, when it came out, there was there were a whole bunch of memes with the uh, the Wally <laughs> thing right next to it. Uh, it. It does look kind of interesting. Is that guy wearing a helmet? Yeah. Well, yeah. you got to be safe, Steve. <laughs> have you seen these uh, little pod things that the that are meant for little kids, like two, three-year-olds? They're awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Saw, I saw, I think maybe Brandon Graham's... Uh, Child was in oh, one. Oh, right, yeah. He posted I, a video on Instagram last week. I don't know what it is. You're going to have to describe it to me. Uh, it's basically what we just looked at. It okay. was uh, a smaller version of that. It almost looks like a um, uh, bumper car. Okay. Uh, but it's, you know, it, it's it's meant for, like, a little kid. Okay. And it goes in, like, all, you know, 360-degree di- direction. Okay. You know that doesn't thing when you're super fast. When you're a toddler and, uh, you know, not the not motorized version of this where you, your legs are down as a toddler and you kind of are in this thing and you can kind of run around. And yeah. It, it's like a version of that, but but it's motorized. And so Brandon Graham's video, uh, Brandon Graham is on the Eagles, and he, he's, he, his kid came in from one room to the other, but it was all lit up. 
Uh, and it looked really cool. It is Wouldn't cool. it be great if they had adult-sized versions of that thing you said for, like, little kids, that little stroller, that <laughs> self-guided thing? Hell it's yeah. like yes. a circle True. around you and a, and a uh, uh, basically a diaper basket where you hang in and you just your feet just barely touch the ground. They had them. Remember when Adult they Adult size? When, well, remember those things that they were introducing for social distancing at that bar? Yes. That was That's a, similar to that. It was similar to that where You're you right. had... You had a, a couple of feet around you for your drinks, and there was oh. like a bumper thing on the outside. Wow. It kind of turns you into the puck oh. in an air hockey game. Yeah. By the way, I'm sorry. Uh, do we break now because we got Fox yes. coming up? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I, I just realized we're going on Fox 29. Yeah, well, that's good. We got to take a break. Uh, so somebody has stolen my identity. If you just tuned in, that's what this is all about. So. Let's go to Preston on line one. Yeah, we're going to take a break <laughs> and come back in a second. We're going to go to Fox 29 when we return. Stay with us. Got about a minute before we go live on Fox Good Day, but I will let you know the new Daily Rush video is up and running. And yes, it's titled Preston's Belly Button Seed. <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't know what it was. It was a year. Um, how many years ago did you first discover your Several seed? Several years ago. It's always good to bring it back for discussion. Uh, the description says Preston found a seed in his belly button and asked Kathy to lick it. That's not really what it's about, <laughs> but licking belly buttons did we'll go get with it, brought though. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and licking other things was brought up too. Sure, yeah. you uh, gave me the option, which yeah. would I rather do if I had to do one? Sure, and you got a lot of response on that, yeah, right? I did. And a lot of takers. <laughs> Uh, you can watch this now at PrestonAndSteve.com. It's sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. And these are now fresh Daily Rush videos. Uh, so you can uh, you can see them now thanks to Nick Murphy being back in the studio. The music means we're going on Fox Good Day. Here it is. Go back down the shore. New Jersey will soon open up their water parks, playgrounds, amusement park. Preston and Steve, this is going to happen a week from... Uh, when's July 2nd? A week from tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, a week from tomorrow. So you'd have to wear a mask and stay, you know, six feet apart if you can get that done on the boardwalk, whatever. Uh, Preston, are you comfortable with going down the shore? No. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, not to, not to an amusement park yet. Um, okay. We are, in our family, we've decided to... There's probably going to be a big rush leading into this. And even though they're, you know, 50% capacity and keeping all the... Proper things. I still think we're going to wait it out a tiny bit before we okay. dive yeah, into okay. something communal like that, you know? Steve? Uh, to an amusement park? Uh, it, it would depend. You know, I, I might under the right circumstances. I'm not a big fan of water parks and stuff like that. Uh, even outside a pandemic, I don't like uh, the idea of being part of a human stew. Yeah, <laughs> so, this has to do with uh, it. Yeah, so <laughs> that would really... That and you know what? In some cases, like they talk about the, 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 the uh, modifications they made of restaurants and stuff like that with barriers and stuff. It's like, I, I could have done with that before the pandemic. I, any place that would have a barrier between me and the table <laughs> next to me, right? Yeah. The, yes. the more, the merrier. So, um, yeah, yeah but, but I agree with Preston. Let the general... Yeah. But, but the one thing we did agree, Mike and Alex, is that the, the um, do it safely, 
let the businesses start to get up and running and, and start mm-hmm. to prosper and start to get people back to work, and then we all win. But I'm on the other what side is- of things, though, Steve, on a, on a regular, yeah. when, when, thing, when we don't have a pandemic, like at the water park, you I'll be up to water in my mouth. Yeah. 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 I don't care. <laughs> Let me drink some of this. Yeah. Well, so I'm not, a, I'm not a germaphobe by any yeah. stretch. <laughs> Mike brought this up, and now I kind of want to hear the muffled mask screams that we're going to hear now at amusement parks. So everyone's going to have a mask oh, on. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you guys see it? So the, the Japanese uh, parks, I forget which one yeah. it was, they were recommending you don't scream. How can you stop don't an involuntary scream, scream as you're going yeah. over a roller coaster? Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. It's impossible. But you're right. And how are you going to wear a mask in a water park? Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. How are you going to do that? I mean, you, you, can, you can wear the standard yeah, like scuba, a scuba mask, mask, but not over your mouth. How about what are those diving bell helmets? <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah. These things weigh like 200 pounds. With I the saw big, you bring out something. Yes, sure. <laughs> the big bolts on the side of the thing is they yeah. clamp yeah. you in there. But it's, I don't think you heard you. Uh, it, Kath, what about you? Comfortable or no? You know what? I think that these places, these amusement parks and the water parks, they do not want to end up in the news as the ones being uh, you know, the reason for an outbreak. So I yeah. think that it is going to be fully sanitized. Now, I will say, I was at the Ocean City Boardwalk a few weeks ago, and I did not feel comfortable. We went for like five minutes, oh. and I said, we got to get out of here. There was too many people on the it, boardwalk. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know where I stand. She's right, because you remember how quickly that, that water park leprosy world closed. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a big thing. Yeah. Love that one, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have a poll going today. Let's put it up real quickly here. Alex, uh, tell everybody that's listening. So because we're seeing an uptick in cases in some hot spots, there's some people who've done some research about how we feel about traveling. And nationally, about 49% of people say they're not ready to travel now. Half where us. do you guys stand? Uh, yeah, up up in the air. So my my wife and and kids are gonna do a. They're gonna they're gonna travel to see uh, her mom and dad in Missouri, but they're gonna drive. So they're gonna drive. they're gonna be mm-hmm. a, aware, and they're only gonna stay with the the family. They're not gonna travel outside of that. So they're gonna take the precautions. I think it's okay to get out and move around a little bit if you're being cautious. Would you get on a plane, either one of you? Um, I would. I think if I were traveling by yeah. myself and can. Keep an eye on me and just be very, very careful. Yeah, I think, I think I, that's I, okay. I would as well. I think because, you know, honestly, if there's ever been a time where they're going to be going to greater lengths to make sure everything is clean and good, yeah, yeah. I think now. I mean, But the people, the, if they're not wearing masks, if I, knowing my luck, I'll sit right next to someone who doesn't have a mask on their yeah. coffin and everything Well, else. hopefully the airline but would have knocked them off. The here's plane. the difference here. What I wouldn't do, though, is fly and then get a rental car and then stay at a hotel and go to a uh, a tourist attraction. And, and a square dance. And all those things on top of it. So, you yeah. know, yeah. if I'm just traveling to see a family member, that I think I might take the risk with. Okay. Mm. Thank you, bye, Uh, guys. Thank you, bye. 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 I think we drugged that out for a little while. Hey, but you mentioned square dancing. Uh, Not even kidding. Like, I have no idea when I'm I'm going to be able to salsa dance again. Because, I mean, that is... You can't Zoom salsa dance? Well, I mean, you can dance by yourself, and I've been taking classes online. There's a lot of instructors that are doing, you know, instruction online. But, I mean, the parties that we go to... You're you essentially it's like, you know, it's like any other dancing party. You wait for somebody to ask you to dance. You go, you're you put your hands, you know, you hold hands. And- well, I think, oh, OK, so I, I'm sorry. I, uh, no, I, I didn't know those work that way. So it's like yeah. somebody comes over and asks you to totally. dance. Yeah. I mean, it's uh-huh. not like, you know, high school where you're sitting there not doing anything until someone comes over. But sure, you'll be in a group talking and a guy will come over and, you know, I want you. no, they just stick their hand out. I want like, you, girl. I want you, girl. 
No, uh, they'll, they'll stick their hand out, you know, and, and say, do you want to dance? And, you know, okay. you can say yes or no. I thought you came with a partner who, you know, no. you're, you're there to show off your that skills. That happens later. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait. Um, but if your husband were a salsa dancer, you guys could just go together. Well, that's And that would be your partner, right? So that's actually one of the studios that I go to. Um, that's what she's doing. She is still having her parties. I mean, they, they will resume sometime in July. And she's saying, you have to come with a partner. So that's how... She'll get around it, I guess. But it's kind of like a swinger club. Well, you can't just show club. up. By but yourself. listen, yeah. even if yeah, you come, we were saying yesterday yeah. that you have to you have to have a predetermined partner. You can't just come in and use it as a Whitman sampler of sex. But at least what you know, what my friends and I do. I mean, they don't. We don't go with partners. And even if you do, even if there's a couple there, um, you're still not dancing with them all night. I mean, that's kind of boring. How are the are the guys like? Um, you know, are they all different types, or is it uh, you know? As far as are they, they're... are they usually lean, muscular, right. and, oh, and uh, I mean, flexible, or is there all? Types no, it's it's all types. I mean, of course, okay. yeah. There are some of the better dancers that have been dancing for years, but yeah, no, it's it's everybody. I'm sorry, my huge penis keeps hitting you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not really like that. <laughs> But there is nothing better than watching a big dude like yeah. that actually has moves and dent, is limber. And, yeah, 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 I love that. I watched the guy. That's you, dude. Well, yeah, a little bit. I watched a guy who had my basically my frame. He did a like a running uh, round off back handspring like backflip with a full twist. I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for his like knees to crumble beneath him because he was that big and he yeah. didn't. It was like. The most amazing thing I've seen, like there's a commercial <laughs> for some. I don't know what it's for. Maybe it's Geico or something. Where there is a guy who's of decent size, but Kathy, his salsa moves, and it's clearly him, yeah. are really good. <laughs> and he's he's doing it, and you know he's dancing and flipping the partner around and everything. Well, there's one local salsa dancer, a guy. He is so tall. So dancing with him, I mean, he's just kind of hovering over you. Actually, he was Marissa's partner I in remember. one of um, those, you know, Dancing with the Stars contests that huge. she did. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. really tall, yeah. and he just kind of spins you. All right. Well, Kathy, I promise you someday you will dance again. Okay, yeah. Thank you, thank <laughs> we'll you. dance again. We have to do the Bizarre File, so let's go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. And it's brought to you by Cinch, a propane tank home delivery service that brings propane right to your doorstep. You can place your order at cinch.com. All right, here we go. A man in eastern China suffered three severe bladder tears from holding urine in for 18 hours. Bladder tears. The 40-year-old, known by his surname Hu, allegedly fell into a deep sleep after drinking over 10 bottles of beer during a night out without going to the bathroom once. Medics were shocked to find that Mr. Hu's bladder had burst with three tears when he was rushed to the hospital. He went to his doctor, Dr. What? Uh, who what? The incident came to light after the man sought medical attention and he had suffered severe abdominal pain, obviously. I didn't realize that holding it in like that could actually physically tear your bladder. Yeah, the doctors found that the patient was unable to lay flat due to the extreme pain and tensed abdominal muscles. Mr. Who also tried to release the urine, but he failed after multiple attempts. Like, it, it, he waited so long he couldn't pee anymore, oh which God. is pretty wild. Oh, my God. After conducting a CT scan on Mr. Who, the medics discovered that the man's bladder had been torn apart with three holes, 
One of the tears had been had even opened up towards his abdominal cavity and caused part of his intestines to enter the bladder. Jesus. Uh, his he was immediately scheduled to undergo an operation to fix his bladder following the doctor's shocking discovery, and the surgeon said the man could be in a life-threatening condition if his bladder tears were not repaired in time. Uh, he is said to have been discharged at this point. And despite the rarity of such cases, the local hospital said that every year they receive at least one patient like Mr. Who who suffered a ruptured bladder from holding the urine after drinking. I didn't even know you could physically hold it. I mean, eventually. At some point. Right. Won't your system just mandate you I, pissing? I would think so. There should be a mandatory piss button. All right, I saw this. I love this story. There's a great picture that comes with it. If you know how uh, bizarre Florida can get, uh, then it won't come to a surprise that an alligator was just spotted chilling out in the Sunshine State. But here's the twist. The reptile was actually found on an alligator pool float (laughs) in a pool at an Airbnb. It was the funniest freaking thing. It's great. Why not? He probably thought he was getting it on. A family, and it's yeah, mating yeah. season right now. Oh, uh, yeah. So a family on vacation was pretty shocked after the discovery of a real-life alligator chilling in their Airbnb in Miami. David Jacobs and his family were visiting Florida to attend a wedding, and the day before, they noticed the alligator <laughs> in a lake outside their holiday home. He I said, like you. you don't talk much. He said, we thought that was pretty cute. And then the next day... It showed up in the pool, and he then proceeded to quickly take out his camera and capture the moment with this alligator on an alligator float in the pool, and uh, he said he had to capture it with his camera along with his teenage daughter who was present with him. Jacob said, my daughter who's 14 was like, Dad, that's so meta. (laughs) It's so meta. Uh, The family then gave a call to a wildlife manager who managed to get the alligator out of the pool, and since Jacob is from Georgia, it was... An amazing sight to him, but the wildlife manager revealed that they had been busy rescuing the reptiles from a variety of unusual places as their mating season is inching closer. So we have a picture of it here, but the alligator was attempting 69, it looks like. Yeah, he's swinging around the other way. A uh, Sydney, Australia mother has made an embarrassing mistake when she bought her penguin-obsessed son a book about his favorite animal, not realizing it wasn't a kid's book at all. (laughs) With a cute-looking black-and-white front cover depicting penguins, her mistake appears an easy one to make. It was actually a raunchy book about exploding penises. The devout mother got the shock of her life when she opened up the random page to a random page. Uh, Ariane Beeston is her name. She scrolled through the four hundred through four hundred fifty two search results for her nine year old son. Finally, she settled on a book which was simply titled "Penguins." Yeah, she's collect- like Happy Feet. A collection of interconnected short comic strips by the Unicorns singer, which is a band. Uh, without words or Homo sapiens, showcases the human condition. The description reads: The debut graphic novel by musician Nick Thorburn. Uh, it, Penguins is a series of interconnected short comic strips that sans words or human characters. I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. Showcases the breadth of emotion as we, uh, the emotion we as humans experience. Black and white illustrations with some color. She said, uh, I love the human condition. How educational. How delightful. And it's a comic. So she clicked the ad to cart. When she finally got it a couple days ago, she looked inside. Instead of cute comic penguins, as I flicked through the increasingly odd but cool drawings, there between the pages, I found an exploding penis. Uh, and uh, she was amused, actually. She described the drawings as cool and got in touch with the book's author to share her interesting experience. Mommy's um, going to hold on to this one. Yeah. Conservation experts in Spain have called for a tightening of the laws covering restoration work after a copy of a famous painting by the Baroque artist 
Bartolome Esteban Murillo became the latest in a long line of artworks to suffer a damaging and disfiguring repair. <laughs> a private art collector in Valencia was reportedly charged about $1,200 by a furniture restorer to have the picture of the Immaculate Conception clean. However, the job did not go as planned, and the face of the Virgin Mary was left unrecognizable despite two attempts to restore it to its original state. It's howlingly I'm, funny. I mean, it was a beautiful yes. portrait. Uh-huh. Yes. Just, you know, in, in the romantic style. It right. It looked very real. Right. And it just looks like garbage it, now. If you guys can call it up on the uh, the screen here in the studio. It's inevitably resulted in comparisons. Oh no! Oh, no. With the infamous Monkey Christ <laughs> incident eight years ago. Oh my God! When a devout parishioner's attempt to restore a painting of the scourged Christ on the wall of a church on the outskirts of the northeastern Spanish town of Borgia made headlines <laughs> around the world. So this is like that. This also has drawn parallels to the botched restoration of a 16th century polychrome statue of St. George and the Dragon in northern Spain that left the warrior saint resembling Tintin or a Playmobil <laughs> figure. So this, why does this happen in Spain? This is the third time this is happening in Spain. don't they have competent people to restore this stuff? This looks like... Like a first-year student's art project. That's it's true. horrible. Yep, so they did it again. <laughs> <laughs> was that on Conan? It yeah. was. When the, the real Jesus came out and defended that Spanish yeah. portrait restoration, it was one of the funniest bits I've ever seen. Really captured the beard fro motif. Mm-hmm. All right, and then one last story. We will end with this. I think Kathy sent this one to me. A COVID-19 outbreak has been confirmed at a strip club in Wisconsin Dells. The health department reports two or more COVID-19 cases have been confirmed from Cruisin' Chubby's Gentlemen's Club. <laughs> so there's COVID at Chubby's? Cruisin' Chubby's. Cruisin' Chubby's. Uh, if you're experiencing symptoms, the department asks you to contact your health provider, and the department did not release the details on how the virus might have spread in the club. Oh, how wow, possibly yeah. could it have spread at Cruisin' Chubby's in the strip club? All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you right now. Don't forget a secret text word today. It's one of the things we do on Wednesdays. We have a chance for you to win uh, Trolls World Tour, a digital download. So text the word secret to 39333, and we'll send a word back to you, and we'll see if you win a little bit later on. We're going to break. Big Jay Ogerson coming up in a little while. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. IHateStevenSinger.com As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I have an abundance of stories about food. So that, of course, means we've got to head down to the bistro. And take a stroll with the connoisseur. It's time for the connoisseur, because the connoisseur is about comfort and the comfort we find through food. Mm. And now, the connoisseur. All right, thank you, Mr. Announcer. The coronavirus pandemic is affecting the price 
that customers are paying for cheese. <laughs> a Wisconsin staple, of course, cheese. Why is Wisconsin the, the head of cheese? cheese? They have a lot of dairy. dairy? Farms, Has to be, yeah. right? And Vermont so. as well. <laughs> okay. Vermont gets all honked off when you talk about Wisconsin cheese. They're oh, like, really? yo, what about us over here? Yo, dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Cabot. Uh, so prices have swung dramatically from a low at the start of the outbreak to a 100-year high on the price of cheese. God, I love cheese. God, I love cheese. Uh, <laughs> the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association said the price of cheddar is up due to massive demand from restaurants reopening, by the way. So it's mainly cheddar that we're seeing a, a soaring. And you would imagine, because cheddar is used very frequently, I, I like on mm-hmm. cheeseburgers and stuff like that. You got a cheddar cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, if you're making like macaroni and cheese at cheddar home, homemade, milkshakes. cheddar milkshakes. Yes, Absolutely. By the way, we always have like bags and bags and bags of shredded cheese Do in you? our fridge. Yes. Just in case. Well, just because you go to the store and you're like, oh, yeah, we need this for this recipe, and nobody bothered to look to see if we already. Yeah. It's like the same thing with yeah. sour cream. Right. You want anything in my house? We got sour cream and, cheddar and shredded <laughs> cheese. Well, Lots of it. That sounds like tacos. Like, do you make tacos a lot? And you got to make sure you have the ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yep. So, anyhow, restaurants account for. Half of the cheese market, by the way, the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association said the price of cheddar is up due to massive demand from restaurants reopening. Um, and this is according uh, John Umphofer, who is with the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association. Uh, he said, we've got restaurants looking for that sliced and shredded cheddar. You've got people at home wanting that shredded product. So this all bears down on that one product that sets the price with the entire industry. So around Christmas time, I guess it's right after Thanksgiving all the way through Christmas, they set up the Christmas Village right by City Hall. And there are these two guys. It's just two guys from Wisconsin, and they are there from sunrise to, you know, well past sunset, and they have wheels of cheddar cheese, and they make these cheese sandwiches. Yeah, we talked about it. It's just cheese, it's mustard, and it's pickles. Steve, they make a killing. In case they people like the line is like the crazy. Li- for it, I right? had to wait over twenty minutes I, I, for a I've freaking cheese these. sandwich. I cannot wait to try it at least once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's. I, I hope I'm not disappointed after all this anticipation. If you look at the at what cheese costs, so I was at a store not that long ago, and there's a type of cheese we like to get for putting on your cheese tray. Uh, it's called prima donna. It's a really good. Um, I think it's a. Uh, it might be a, a form of gouda, but anyhow, um, the. You know, you get a small amount. I'm, I'm show, showing my hands about this much. All right. It's like, you know, $10. Standard yeah. cheese wheel. It's not a whole lot. No, not a standard cheese wheel. Like this much. Oh, okay. Okay, like a slice. Of All right. Cheese. Now, a cheese wheel's like this. Big. All right. Put yeah. both your arms out yeah. and make a circle. That's the like size. Like hugging a beach ball, basically. Yeah, that's the size of a wheel of cheese. So, so that little bit that I get is $10. This wheel of cheese has to be around $1,000, I would guess. Or would hmm. cut up to be around a thousand dollars for a cheese wheel. Yeah, or Parmigiano Reggiano. That stuff you get a chunk like this. Yeah, it's like twelve bucks, man. Can, can we see what the price would be on something like that for yeah. a large, regular cheese wheel? And what's the what's the uh, the type? Prima donna. Prima donna. Uh, like a cheese wheel. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just like that. Like a cheese wheel. wheel. Hey! hey, here you go. Three thousand dollars for a wheel of Parmigiano Reggiano. Oh my God! But yep. I assume it's delicious. Yeah. Well, Reggiano's 
Yeah, I mean, that's you get that in every restaurant. Though. You know what? What's just as good? Yeah. Stuff you get in a can. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right, so you know how you can do a, you can do like a cow share, right? So you can go in with like a family or, or a couple of families. You can buy an entire cow. Right. And you guys, you split it up accordingly. Can you do a cheese share? A cheese share. The thing is, though, when you have to drop the cheese off and yeah. the other, and then it starts crying, and it's like, because it was your weekend to spend with the cheese wheel. Every now and then uh, in the Bizarre Pile, Preston, you'll have a story about uh, people stealing wheels of cheese. Uh-huh. And this is why. I had yeah. no mm-hmm. idea that they were that expensive. Oh, yeah. $3,000. Yeah, so here, here you go. Prima Donna, Gouda, 14 months age, wheel, 24 pounds. Wow, that's only $324? Well, now, but then the market's going to go up. That's true. So invest in cheese. Call, right. call your broker, Preston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my cheese broker. My broker is Cabot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when you do, like, supermarket sweep, you would, uh, I, I think it would behoove you, if you make it to the end, to go to the cheese weed. So, to the cheese all right, so you, you raise a good issue. Yeah. So just a quick question on this, because I love supermarket sweep. <laughs> what what would you target in a standard supermarket? That What is by far going to be in your standard supermarket the most expensive stuff? It's got, will, will it be the cheese? Medicines. Uh, truffles. Oh, truffles. truffles. I was going to say the organic section. Truffles and uh, things. If you're going to go into the meat department, you want to get like uh, dry aged meat or uh, lamb is very expensive. So, but for for smallest to. Yeah, I'd get uh, like uh, lamb chops. They're, they're they're small, but they're very expensive. Okay. Yeah. But like little lollipops. Is that what they're called? Are they basically. Yeah, yeah. Them? A rack of lamb and you cut it up and those are the lollipops. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you guys consider Cheese Whiz and Velveeta cheese to be actually no. cheese? No. no. You spell it with a Z, it's out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd, I do I'd like call it, though. a cheese yeah. product. Yeah. But I wouldn't call it cheese. A cheese like substance. Yeah, I would have Velveeta. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> what about the Velveeta blocks of cheese? I still would. I'd no. still call that a cheese product. Now, I grew up eating Velveeta. I loved it as a kid. Yeah. Now, I find it pretty disgusting. Unless, of course, you melt it down into some kind of queso or something like pretzel. that, right. then it's passable. You yeah. get the big Dutch pretzels, yeah. you melt up some Velveeta and dip it in it, and that's, yep. that's damn good. Well, when I make burgers on the grill or whatever, what I like to do is I like to get that Velveeta cheese in, and I make a cheese bomb. If you stick it in the middle Inside, of the burger, yeah. oh, God, oh, I'm going to shoot. Yes. <laughs> you should call those burger shooters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why do you call them shooters? Because you're going to you're gonna <laughs> It's shoot. a beef shoot. Yeah, because birds all over it's your face and you bite into it. You can shoot all over. Uh, so yeah, the, apparently cheddar's going up. It says cheddar is now going for two dollars and seventy cents per pound. I don't know if that's a lot or not. Uh, I guess it's the most in over a hundred years because cheddar is, is a routinely very accessible cheese. Yes, it's uh, it's used yeah, quite a bit, quite a, a lot. lot of stuff. All right. Uh, industry experts said until supply catches up, consumers will inevitably eat the cost. Well, remember we were talking just an issue with the with um, access to burger meat, and that's yeah. that's corrected now. That's good. Yeah. So this the cheese thing will level off. Uh, before your question, case if I may ask, Preston, perhaps you know. Have we discussed the most expensive cheese on earth? I think you had a story about it. I don't know. We may have. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. But right. here's an example. It says. Um, there's a shop in in Wisconsin called uh, Larry's Market in Brown Deer, and said the customers are still buying cheese despite the cost. They even sold out of a 20 year old aged cheddar made in Mineral Point, and it goes for more than two hundred dollars per pound. Wow! Oh my god! Let That's me take ridiculous. you into the back room. Yeah, uh, this is a two part question: uh, Is American cheese cheddar cheese, or is it uh, is it's what? American cheese. It's American cheese. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like a version of cheddar cheese. It's not that just I know. American of. cheese is American what? cheese. What? So you're yeah. asking what? 
American cheese is a cheese in and of itself, or is it a particular type of cheese right. that has earned the classification? For example, it's a processed cheese made from cheddar, Colby, or similar cheeses. Okay, all right, all right. So it's a mixture. Yeah, it's a blend. Okay, it's right. a hybrid. So because they have those like individual wrapped cheeses, which I cannot do that anymore. I used to, and now I can, especially now. So when you go to your deli in your supermarket, they already have pre-cut, like, real-deal deli American cheese. Yeah, like, you can get a pound of it. Yeah, stuff like yeah that. You, don't have to wait, you don't have to wait for it. Yeah. My wife loves a regular, uh, and I'm a Swiss kind of guy. You can yeah. tell by my dress and the way I use it. <laughs> <laughs> Caught you mid-drink. He did. Yeah. <laughs> you blow that big horn out of, outside. <laughs> Come home. Uh, I I am a, a huge cheese fan. Cheese is my go-to. I I need something just to tide me over. Um, so a cheese and cracker, a cheese and pretzel crisp, or something like that is my easy go-to in the fridge thing. Grab a couple of crackers, two or three pounds of cheese, and let it go. We've been we've been eating like crazy for the past few months. My daughter discovered burrata. Oh and my so, God! I love so it. now we just th- those are always in the fridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you you can't stop though. You, you you've got to you finish it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We uh, get the burrata salad down the shore all the time. So a distinctive dairy product of Serbian cuisine, Pule is reported uh, reportedly the world's most expensive cheese. How so, much uh, I just pulled up. So this looks like okay. It's around six hundred dollars a pound, but could reach thirteen hundred dollars on the open market. Thirteen hundred dollars a pound. Come on. Um, my roommate in college was allergic and couldn't eat cheese, and I, you know, simultaneously I felt so bad for him because he just didn't know the wonders of pizza and all this stuff. And he, but went we on to also become John Legend. No, Steve. We also made fun of him. As if it was what? like, like his fault. Hey, hey, he can't eat cheese. <laughs> was he lactose intolerant? Non-cheese yeah. eater. Yeah. From Touchstone Pictures. He couldn't eat cheese. Yeah. He was lactose intolerant. But then he met a young therapist named Kathy Romano. <laughs> eat it anyway, dickhead. <laughs> and that's what did it. Cheese eater. Cheese eater. Um, Isn't a cheese eater someone who rats on a... Cheese eater. Yeah. Uh, it's called him a rat. Yeah, yeah, cheese eater. You know, there's a. I'm sure we've talked about this before. There's a cheese called Pierre Robert. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's a. It's um. Uh. It's a brie cheese. with very long hair. Uh. It has <laughs> really long hairs throughout it. And always arrives late at the table. Yeah. But I always. Uh, it always makes me giggle when I see that at the. And, and you press it. Sometimes you'll forget that there's a cheese like that, yeah. and you're going, "Oh, this place must have." Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. Oh, they named it. Oh, they, they must have. Oh. Hang on, I want to go to Kyle. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Hey, Marissa, who comes in at 545 every effing morning? <laughs> yeah. Remember that when Casey was getting grilled by... Yeah. Oh, Remember that? yes. Oh yeah, they God. wanted to send me to Detroit. It was a great prank that you guys did. Oh, that's right, that's right. And that's I right. threw everybody under the bus. Just so you know, I'm taking you all with me. <laughs> that's a good recall, uh, man. Yeah. That's good, Kyle. Uh. Not going to happen, Bill. Um, so I wanted to call and thank Nick specifically. Nick, this is Cat Shirt, man. I love you so much. Oh, thanks, Kyle. You changed, you changed my life. You mentioned camembert cheese like five years ago, and you said drizzle a little honey on top of it, and you have it with a little toast cracker. Yeah. Now this complete blue-collar welder goes to the grocery store, gets like hot dogs and 
no, potato chips, and then there's camembert in my car. My man. little touch of class. Listen. It's changed my life. I feel sophisticated now. When friends come over, I actually do the little R roll, like I'm, you know, kind of French. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's excellent. excellent. That found, excellent. I like that cheese. That's really good cheese. Happy for you, Kyle. The, uh, hey, the, the thanks, next bit of advice I'll give anybody is uh, the cheese plate at a restaurant. Steve, we, we've done a few events at um, White Dog with... Um, oh, my God. They're... Um, uh, Charity foundations that you, you've worked with a bunch in the past, and they have this. And what I love about the white dog cheese plates is that they'll do like um, locally. My mouth is watering. I know. <laughs> I get excited oh, about the uh, the locally sourced stuff. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll bring in uh, from local farms and like the honeycomb and the whole nine. Harvest does it, um, Harvest the, does it yeah. and then also the uh, Coopers uh, has a great uh, cheese. Uh, and and the pairing and I, and I don't even know you know by the time I'm rubbing it on my sleeve and licking it off by the end yeah. of it but but it it is so good. My wife loves cheese. Cheese is life. She found a uh, basically a cheese tour of like the whole Philadelphia area and yeah. um and so I actually went to one of the restaurants with my cousin back in December and it was a Georgian restaurant like Georgia the country not the state right right and listen some of the cheese was really great and some of it was. Really, really tough to eat. Like right. really salty. Yep. This is made from my own poop. <laughs> yes, <laughs> as we Wait, do what? in Soviet Georgia. <laughs> this particular cheese, I want to warn you, has been made from my own poop. <laughs> hmm. Ha! Huh. And you eat that. Huh. All right. Well, okay. I'm game. <laughs> you you signed on to this cheese tour. Are you some kind of pussy? Or are you serious about cheese? Georgian cheese. Uh, no, you're right. There are some that have very strong flavors, and they just might not be for you. It wasn't for me. My cousin ate every bit of it. I couldn't. No. I, I just couldn't. Couldn't do it. All right. Uh, so anyhow, I got no place to go. <laughs> cheddar is the most expensive it's ever been. Wow. So, in a hundred years. So, uh, what else do we have here? I have a lot of stories. I need to decide what I want to go with here. Um, how about this? Um, vegetarians might are they're more introverted, really, and it could be because they are not invited to go out to eat very often. <laughs> Researchers in Germany surveyed nine thousand people about their diet, body mass index, and various personality traits, and they found that meat eaters typically have a more extrover- extroverted personality, but a higher body mass index compared to vegetarians. Do you think vegetarians? So are vegetarians? More introverted, and vegans seem to be more militant. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. What, what um, define what you mean by militant? Uh, or, or a little? They, they they proselytize the message of veganism, okay. uh, whereas a vegetarian, I think, is a little bit more. Uh, oh, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, that old joke of how do you know if somebody's a vegan? Don't worry, they'll tell you in five minutes. <laughs> right, yeah, pretty right. accurate. Uh, we we're really good friends with a very strict vegan, and she doesn't make any big deal about it at all. Yeah, uh, it's just that when we're going to have dinner. Uh, we just have to make sure there's something for her to eat. Murder! Yeah. <laughs> but we don't get any of that. No. Uh, and now there's more options, as we've said. Uh, I, again, I, I love eating at the vegetarian places, the options like Kip City Veg and yeah. B and B Street and these other places. There's so many. The options have never been better. The food has never tasted better. So mm-hmm. I think it's less of a... Yeah, more Less of a social outcast kind of thing. But I understand if you're eating, mm-hmm. if you go to a party... You know what pisses me off? Like we we will sometimes at we'll have um, gatherings and we make sure that we have vegetarian options. You yeah. know, and pe- we'll lay them out. And there's other stuff. And people, even if they're not vegetarians, will go eat that stuff up first. Yeah. And we're like, 
this, you know this is not for you. Yeah. Uh, Press, I was a vegetarian for a little while in my 20s, yeah. and you invited me over for, it was a lunch. It was just me. Um, and you, you, it was all you, all you did was you cooked vegetables for me. You did that oh, for on me, the grill. specifically for me. A long yeah. time ago. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. No I'm, no, I'm a fan of it. But they're saying that they're, they, they may be more shy or more introverted, but I don't know. Socially awkward? I think More likely to commit murder? I think it's a bunch of crap. Okay. I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> Why did I even bring yeah, that? The connoisseur is second-guessing his story selection, but now he's back on track. Yeah, how about this? This I do know. Uh, Yo Play, Yo, the yogurt uh, <laughs> company, has now introduced a yogurt they call Gushers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's a candy, right? Uh, yeah. It was, yeah. I believe. Well, right? not a candy. It was a gum. Uh, no, it was Hi, like I'm a fruit. Peter North, and I'm very excited about a new <laughs> product line from Yo Play called Gushers. <laughs> I've been part of the R&D on this product for quite a long time. Oh, my God. It's like a fruit snack, snack. right? Yeah, Yeah. that's what I thought. And for ladies, squirters. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Taking yogurt to that next step. I think there was a gum. We've talked about this before. Called squirt? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh mint. And I like that. Oh, no, no. There was fresh mint gum, too. No, squirt actually had a little pocket of, of, like, Something in it. I think fresh mint did, too. It did, too. Did it? We right. used to call that sea gum. Uh, sea gum. Well, you know. Oh, freshen C- up and squirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're looking at uh, the, the picture. No, squirt was a soda. I'm sorry. Yeah. So what okay. was the gum that... That was... that was Freshen up. Freshen up, yep. Then there was a gum called Warn Me. Mm. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> And pull out. Yeah. Yeah, pull out. Those? Yeah. Pull out gum. Uh, so, anyhow, Yo Play has a, uh, a Gushers yogurt. <laughs> and the buzz has been kicked up on this new product since a uh, uh, a social media user posted a picture of the varieties on Instagram. So, what are the flavors? Uh, blue raspberry, mm-hmm. tropical punch, yeah. and green apple. Each yogurt is filled with, quote, bursting beads. Bursting beads. Yeah, that are supposed to represent gushers. Uh, so far, the gushers yogurt has been spotted at Food Lion, but hopefully it will roll out in more stores. I don't know. What what are gushers? Um, I mean, it, it is sounds kind of weird. Oh, yeah. The Remember candy. Those? Was it candy or was it a fruit snack that um, had liquid in it? It was like, it came in a, a little bag. It looked like a fruit snack. It came in the little bag like that. It was that gooey, chewy <laughs> snack. Gooey. With uh, some gush in the middle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. They but were disgusting, by the way. So they're making yogurt no, they, out of it. That seems that, kind no, of that's, stupid. Uh, I know kids like to eat yogurt. A lot of kids, my, uh, you know, in my neighborhood for the longest time, her daughter ate nothing but yogurt and <laughs> chicken nuggets. I mean, that yeah. was it. You know what? I guess that's what they're going for. Yeah, because that yogurt audience? was a standard. Yeah, yeah. The, the little tube that they, yeah. the kids would yep. get. Yep. What yeah. do they call those? Those tubes of yogurt. I forgot. Oh, come on. Go you know go-gurt? Go-gurt. Go-gurt. Oh. You can get them at Panera. Yeah. That's an option for the kids? Yeah, when you okay. get the kids Chase meal. shooters, right? All right. What? I don't know. You crossed the line. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyhow, uh, yeah, they're making oh, gushers. Yeah, the whole we just had the product line up there. Okay, again, that's it. not what I thought it was going to be. All right, this, I think, is a pretty cool idea. This you know, one's going to be good. You know, we had uh, yesterday a friend's from hers stop in, and they brought the Mix Loved uh, it. brand, which, uh, you know, puts, uh, like, salt and vinegar and barbecue chips together. Three well, new brands. There are cereal options in this way. New Kellogg's Mashup Cereal. 
is hitting store shelves, and everybody's going to want to buy an extra box. It's a limited edition cereal that combines two favorite iconic brands into one tasty treat. So, the Kellogg's mashup cereal puts Frosted Flakes and Fruit Loops into one box. Not enough sugar for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can add sugar to it. No, no it's it's. Uh, we f- used to add sugar to Frosted to Flakes. Already sugary no. cereals. Really? Oh my God! Yes, absolutely. When I was a kid, uh, uh, Frosted Dump Flakes is, sugar is very sugary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Fruit Loops is very sugary. Yeah, the I only used to, thing we I used to in... add sugar to like sugar pops. No kidding. And and uh, yeah, all that stuff. It's terrible. The only thing we added sugar to were like Rice Krispies and Cheerios. Okay. And Special K. Okay. Cheerios is, is a standard for yeah. a little bit of sugar. Yeah. And um, yeah. And now they make them. The Honey Nut ones are already pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, but the, the, just the straight up Cheerios. Yeah. You need you need something. In uh, or you get like frosted mini weights, which are very very frosted. Do you uh, do you eat regular cereal? I eat regular cereal as just a, a a snack out of the box, dry. I have it for breakfast on uh, the weekends. Okay. It's easy to make. Right. Yeah. And uh, Daddy's usually hungover <laughs> on the weekend and it's don't feel like box. making a big bet. You know. Big fuss yeah. out of breakfast, so yeah, I do the uh, I do the special K um, vanilla almond. That's I like my, that. That's pretty much all I eat now. Um, so it is a limited time offer, and it's like having half of each cereal in one box. I mean, you could just buy two boxes and pour them together and pour them together, but they've done this already. It's like peanut you. butter and jelly in one container. Yeah, it's a marketing thing. Yeah. So I don't know. What all the only one I know of is uh, Frosted Flakes and Fruit. So they have on the the cover of this particular mashup. It's Tony the Tiger and the Toucan, Toucan yep. Sam. Yeah. I assume in nature the tiger would attack and eat the Toucan, right? Probably. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Hey, I see. You know, I see these things on uh, like Instagram and stuff all the time, and I can't remember how the video ended. So maybe you guys can refresh my memory. Maybe you saw this as well. Somebody was taking cereal and they put it in one of those food processors. So here it is. Okay. Oh, that story right here. Parents are getting creative when it comes to occupying their children. Uh, There's a woman on TikTok that shared how she makes edible sand for her kids. That's it. By grinding up Cheerios in a blender. Edible sand. I got you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. And though it's a method of making sensory play sand that's been online for years, a lot of parents apparently... Did not know about it before this particular post. Many commented that it's the perfect solution if they had a child that is too young to understand that they should not eat sand. And the post also... You eat sand. You <laughs> ate sand. The post also inspired other moms to share videos of how they make the Cheerios sand and give their kids uh, chicken items, kitchen items to play with. That chicken items. Wait a second, what was that? <laughs> You're telling me that sand is made from chickens? No. <laughs> what were you supposed to say? Kitchen. Kitchen. Oh, chicken. Oh, that's like a uh, girl interrupted. Uh, she had a eat-in uh, eat chicken. Do you remember that? Eat-in chicken. Brittany Murphy's character. She was stashed, uh, she was stashed chicken, chicken bones under her bed. And she kept calling her kitchen an eat-in chicken. Oh, really? Yes. No, I didn't catch I don't that. remember much from that movie, but those are the two things that I remember. But, Steve, you know what <laughs> I was thinking while we were looking at uh, at sand made from Cheerios? You could also take your beloved uh, cheese puffs and grind those up and make, like, an orange sand. That's actually excellent. Uh, thing. I do love those cheese puffs. You know, and the, the new thing from her is the... Um... Those uh, the dipping dots, balls? yes, the Oreo, and you uh, could do that. Oh my mm-hmm. God, that's that so good. Sand. And that's sand you could eat. When there was no meat, we ate fowl. 
and where's no fall, we ate crawdad. And when there was no crawdad to be found, we ate sand. You ate what? We ate sand. You ate sand? That's right. <laughs> so Man, you can't, Cage is so good in that. You, you yeah. what? Uh, um, yeah, Raising Arizona is probably his best movie. Um, I think that every cereal naturally produces its own dust, right? And Cheerios uh-huh. dust is probably the worst out of all of them. You you choke on it. But Steve, you mentioned Frosted Mini Wheats. And the dust that's created by Frosted Mini Wheats is its own little delectable uh, treat. It's wonderful. And you can pour it on top of the cereal. You can yes. have it uh, in its own bowl It's of almost milk. like its own garnish. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's own little dessert. But I don't know why the Cheerios dust is so disgusting. I'm, I'm glad that babies are enjoying it, but I don't find it particularly Well, enjoyable. now you can turn it into sand. Yeah. So you can eat sand. You know what? Like uh, uh, Thinking of that, yes, as a kid, and especially Frosted Mini Wheats, I used to love it when they were just turned into absolute mush. Yeah. Uh, in my, I know the, the thought of that now though is it's adult disgusting. is disgusting. Well, you raised a family now. You've and different. my, well, my kids will they will take some kind of food, whatever it is, and just mush it to death. No. And just uh, my son will sit there and just mix, mix, and mix. This is Carter. Mix, yeah. mix, mix, mix. Just mush and smash and smash. I'm like, dude, yeah. what are you doing? Stop that. Gross. But you know what I used but to. But to him, it's not. Yeah. What I used to do as a kid, and I loved, was mushing my ice cream up into like a like a very fine. Like so, a paste, like sand. Al- almost like a paste. Um, but you would have to eat it before it really melted. But kids in sand, they, you know, at a certain point, you know, the, you have to sort of like age into hating sand in your mouth right. because kids, like up to a certain age, like they don't mind it at Most all. Most people stop, yeah, stop eating sand at around eighteen. Okay. Well, some I people are pointing out that this might actually teach children that they can eat I, sand. That's what yeah, I was I thinking. Yeah. I didn't want to be like the Debbie Downer, but I'm like, yeah. well, this is a way that they're going to get well, to the beach and take a handful of sand in their mouth. You raise a good point, Kathy, because you remember the um, the the Play-Doh Fun Factor or whatever it was that replicated where you could make little little dough yeah. burgers and stuff like yeah. that. Food. They said that had a side effect that was that's oh. I guess I can eat all of this stuff that I play with. Well, and right. that Play-Doh comes in such vibrant colors. If you made a burger with, like, nice tomato and like, lettuce, That looks look pretty good. tasty. Yeah. But then again, if they if they try taking a fistful at the beach in their mouth, they'll go, I don't take that care of However, we had somebody in Kathy. Was it your friend who ate sand? No, no they... it was my cousin's ex- Well, it's now his ex-wife. It was my cousin's wife. And um, my uh, other family members went over to their house for dinner once. And we knew she was a little off a rocker but uh she you know served everyone else dinner and she didn't have anything on her plate and so someone said are you not eating with us oh no i don't eat that i'll be right back and this is a true story she went outside and she scooped up sand from uh her her beds i guess flower beds i don't she had sand out back and uh she put it on a plate and she came in and they said she was spooning it into her mouth and like you could hear her crunching on the sand while they were sitting there for dinner that she had that she had prepared for them, but she didn't need it. It's she called had pika, right? Uh, yes, uh, where you oh, yeah. like P-I-C-A. Yeah. Hey, we were watching. Caroline was watching the other day. My strange addiction. Oh, oh my really? God, yeah. And there was a woman whose thing was. Oh no. She liked to eat Vicks Vapo Rub. And I'm and my my daughter has no reference as to how gross that is. I'm like, you have no idea. I have it right here. Horrible. That I'll stuff. I'll try is. a little bit. Yeah. No, you're gonna eat it. Stop it. It doesn't taste Let, good. Uh, what does the, what does the warning say? Does it say it's okay it says, to... Do not even joke about this. Don't place it a little bit on your tongue. <laughs> and there was another woman who, Kathy, would eat makeup. That was her thing. Oh. Like eye, 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 uh, eyeshadow. Eyeshadow, like the powdery. Yeah, the powdery stuff. Yeah. 
She had like green all over her That's mouth and stuff. So stupid. Oh, got it, <laughs> Lip gloss, though, right? That the stuff that smells good, you can eat that, right? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't chow down would, on it, yeah. but it goes on your lips. So yeah, I'm sure so it's not going to be poisonous something. or yeah. anything along those. That's lines, like Ulta but... Cosmetics for many is kind of like a luncheonette. <laughs> Does that smell? Uh, yeah, edible. Like, oh, yeah. like mm. 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 I remember as a younger man, maybe uh, even a child, I probably ate some of that stuff. I yeah. remember when I used to eat cosmetics. <laughs> I was a younger man back then. I would have a rouge burger. It had to smell like food, though. Okay. So, but you know how, and, and what cosmetics do smell like food? Lip gloss. Yeah, like a vanilla cherry lip gloss, and... cherry. Yeah. Okay, I got yeah. you. Yeah. So, so you did, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. You got yeah. me roast beef, right? Yeah, yeah I got you. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all from the files of the Consort. We got a guest on the way. So I'm going to wrap it up there. But uh, all the news about food, we've got it for you. The Connoisseur. Yep. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll talk to Big Jay Okerson yeah. when we get back. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Cancer won't stop and neither will we. Join myself and Team WMMR on Sunday, August 9th for the 48th annual ACS Bikeathon. This year we're going virtual. The pedal power to finish the ride against cancer may look different, but the mission remains the same. Each Team WMMR rider gets a free team t-shirt, registration and complete details at WMMR.com and check out our custom Team WMMR Apparel providers, Bolay and Go Cycling. Team WMMR and the ACS Bikeathon, virtually unstoppable. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. I'm going to guess uh, for our next guest, last night wasn't a drinking night because he's on with us today. That's right. Yeah. Had to reschedule, remember? Right. Yeah. But which I totally get. Yeah. 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 I don't think he's a huge partier, but... No, but uh, that was a particular yeah. night where it's like, all right, we're doing it up tonight. Right. From what I understand. So. He, yeah, he, Dirty Harry he, uh, Dirty Harry taught us. You got to know your limitations. Got to know right. your limitations. Uh, but he's back to performing, from what I understand. So uh, let's just get him on. Yeah. Our, our good friend, Big Jay Okerson, yeah. is on. Good morning, Jay. What's up, everybody? Hey, man. How you feeling? Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, learning how to adjust to new life. Yes. Uh, I'm in New York, so it looks like, you know, Sarajevo in the 80s. Or <laughs> Is it that noticeable as far as the uh, scarcity of people and all that? The scarcity of people. I live on a police station block, so they're, they have, like, set up barricades on both ends of the streets. Wow. Which was been an interesting time because the... Um, you know, when they were doing all the protests, the George Floyd uh, protests. Right. And we, we happen to be not even emotionally on the side of the police, but we are physically on the side of the police. So as the as the protests would walk by, it looks like we're standing behind the cops going like, get out of here, you, <laughs> you scum. Mm. Get out of here. What do you, what do you want it about? <laughs> so we, have to, we have to stand behind the police officers and just shake our heads no. Like, no. Like, no, I live stuff. here. Jay, what are you doing yeah. right now? Are you walking on the street, or you got us on speakerphone? No, I am. I am on the street. Yes. All okay. right. The, the the sounds of the city. So, uh, but you're saying as far as people go, I mean, because the, the, the everything is starting to return incrementally, and as Preston mentioned, 
you, there are some dates coming up for you, correct? Yeah, I do. I have a, a one night I'm doing, I believe, in uh, at Helium in Philadelphia. We're doing uh, July 15th, I believe. It's a Wednesday. I'm going to do a one-nighter. I just came back from Indianapolis for a weekend, which probably was a mistake. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, well, I mean, in uh, in Indiana, it's almost like they don't they didn't hear about COVID at all. Oh. So they they are acting like it's not happening. And man, it is so easy and quick to fall in line with that with that way of thinking. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've, I've been curious about that because they're starting to loosen things up, and we were talking about that this morning. We're like, okay, you're, you're going to get a little taste of what things were pre-quarantine, uh, and it might get away from you and just try to remember that, you know, this thing could rear its ugly head. Well, I forgot totally about that. I mean, <laughs> I, when I... When I was going to the airport for the first time, I was bundled up like the Invisible Man, <laughs> and then I think by the by the middle of the first day in Indiana, I was licking strangers. It just didn't matter anymore. <laughs> well, it, it really that really degenerated quickly uh, to, to that level. As far as the club goes that you went and played at, was there a, a modicum of spacing? N- yes, <laughs> there, was, there was sort of, but I mean, it just like. Uh, it was, I mean, without exaggeration, by the second day, I was getting into an Uber, and the Uber driver was like, sir, can you please put a mask on? I was like, of course I should do that. <laughs> I can't believe I wasn't doing that before. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it was, it was uh, you get swept up in it. Well, yeah, so that's, I mean, ultimately the thing we all say is that if you can follow the, the, the basic stuff and keep everything, you know, just just try to keep stuff from flaring up because the last thing we want is any the the business that's getting up and running and the comedy clubs and the the servers that are coming back to have that all go away again. We don't need that. No, no, for sure. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I, hope, I hope everything stays open. Back backing up a few weeks, uh, you know, because obviously people have been using Zoom and, and video conferencing and so forth. You've been doing a lot of stuff in that regard as well. And it was it was a few weeks ago, but when when we first kind of entered in that territory. And Burt Kreischer was interviewing um, Adam Sandler oh, yeah. uh, and just m- said just all the wrong stuff. <laughs> you guys were mercilessly on top of him, and that had that had to have been a lot of fun. Oh, that was a blast! Yeah, I've never seen Burt such a, a boisterous personality, and then just folded under the pressure of seeing Adam Sandler's face. <laughs> Every. Everything you could do wrong, which begs the question. I think we all have somebody that, you know, even though we, we've, we're have we pretty seasoned here, we don't get shaken a lot or get thrown off our game. But, but but in your world, if you were to meet someone, who do you think could elicit some sort of reaction like he had with Sandler? Oh, I've had it before with um, whenever we have dice play on, I just immediately treat him like uh, like you talk. I'll just sit here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and you know you. But it's good to know that when you go in. I think Bert. I think Bert sort of let it get away from him, and um, and he was he was trying to do something. Of course, you also need to know the names of the movie. Yeah, uh, that you're, the movie. <laughs> yeah. That would help. What are you getting, like Happy <laughs> Madison? He's like, I just, yeah, I just showed my daughter's Billy Gilmore. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jay, listen, uh, you have a lot of albums out, and um, I actually just recently was listening to um, it. It looks like it's the final cut on your album that came out in 2009. 
the name of that album, that comedy album, is called American Storyteller. And the final cut, cut 21, is a cut called Becoming a Man. I'm telling you, and this has not happened often, I had to pull over because I was laughing so hard. That was it was it's such a great story. So I wanted to thank you for that because I hadn't I hadn't heard that cut before. Oh, thank you. Is that my that's my virginity story, right? Yes, it is, and it's and it's so good because it's. Uh, I mean, the the great thing about your comedy is it's it all comes from a real place, and so all the stuff that you were saying, I totally uh, could identify with because it all happened to me as well. So. Um, you, I, um, I just suggest to anybody listening right now, anybody in the studio right now, if you have a chance, just either listen to the whole album or just that cut, Becoming a Man. Do you know what I, uh, what I, I leave out of that story? I think I may have uh, extended it when I told it on Ari Shafir's uh, storytelling show on Comedy Central, but the girl I lost my virginity to moved a few months into us, kind of, I guess, dating, quote-unquote. Okay. And, uh, and I went out to her place, and it was such a funny, the most, the harshest thing that was ever told to me in the most, like, docile fashion. Right before I walked into her house, she moved back in with her parents. And right before I went into the house, she goes, oh, you know what, I totally forgot that you were Jewish, but uh, my dad's into some pretty weird stuff, so I apologize for that. Like, it was not much big of a deal. And then I walked inside, and it was like, it looked like Edward Furlong's room in America. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you kidding? He was oh a, he's God. a neo-Nazi? <laughs> I mean, tough completely. I mean, down right down to, like, I believe, doing experiments on, like, rodents in the basement. Oh, <laughs> oh <my> right. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's not something you say in passing when you're right at the door. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like, did you forget that your dad was a complete Nazi sympathizer? <laughs> like, you know what? I'm so used to it, I don't even think about it anymore. But yes, my father is the best in <laughs> Wow. You know, that's, that's but, Pop. You know, how, yeah. you know how he is. I think even my mom felt, though, like the best reward uh, or the best revenge for that situation was just to continue sleeping with his daughter right in his own house. Because <laughs> my, name, my name isn't Jewish at all. It's my father's last name. So it's, uh, it, it's pretty funny. Like I, I just very distinctly remember sitting... <laughs> You know, he would order pizza for us, and he liked me. It seemed yeah. just pretty funny. And I just remember sitting there, and he would just drop these these gems of hatred uh, <laughs> in the middle of a Domino's feast, and he would just be like, uh, "He's like, guy, oh, eighteen dollars for a pizza? It's because the the damn Jews run all the banks and control all the money." <laughs> and you, 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 you kind of weigh out your options on what you do there, and right. just, you know, I would I would look at the daughter and be like. I heard that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were. Hey, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go upstairs now and bang your daughter to the forest dump soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> so you were getting quiet revenge. <laughs> yeah, you were like the French under the French resistance. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I wanted to ask you because you have Legion of Skanks, and obviously you have your your a whole bunch of. Um, it shows the bonfire and, and everything else, and, but the degenerates is is a uh, is a particular case that's really amazing, and there have been so many. I mean, it just specializes in in the coarsest, most in your face comedy. Uh, outside of yourself, who do you think just leveled it? Who just brought who just brought a to you the most blisteringly um, uh, amazing performance to that show? In Degenerates, uh, Robert Kelly did great. I feel, oh, yeah. bad. I feel like anytime, I, anytime you give a list now of comedians, tomorrow they're all going to be on a 
on a sexual abusers list. <laughs> right. Like, oh, it doesn't make them not funny, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Robert Kelly killed it. Jim Norton uh, did fantastic on it. I mean, every when we were out there, Joey Diaz, Joey Diaz uh, just absolutely killed it. Who, who, it surpri- who surprised you? I mean, because you, obviously these are all people that you know, and you know they've, they've got incredible skills, but but who, who, who really caught you from left field? I was impressed with uh, Yamanika Saunders because I kind of watched her go from, like, open mics to, you know, being like a new comic. Right. Kind of gaining, kind of gaining her confidence with that, uh, with her big personality. So I thought she did amazing. So speaking of bonfire, I watched a video of you and uh, Soder seeing each other for the first time in, in a long time. It was funny uh, <laughs> watching you guys run up to each other on the on the street. And how long had it been since you guys had actually been face to face? I think that time was only weeks. <laughs> really? Yeah, we, even, though we, even though we talk on Zoom every day, we just send each other letters like we're at war. I hope this message finds you well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Ken Burns documentary. Yeah, I'm like, you better keep that pee warm. Don't give it away to anybody. Uh, so, and I, I, Joe DeRose has been on quite a, a bit lately. Is he uh, a, a regular um, on the on the show now? Well, yeah, we were so <laughs> poor Joe DeRosa <laughs> moved from L.A. where he had space and room. Yeah. And then he moved, he moved into a New York City shoebox under the idea that, well, it's New York. I'll be out and about so much. It won't matter. That, you know, it won't matter that you know, my elbows can both touch either side of my apartment. And uh, and then, I mean, he was here for like less than a month. And it was like, hey, how about you have to stay in that shoebox 24-7 for the next <laughs> Because outside is poison. So he was starting to crack up a bit, so I was like, just come and do bonfire every day with us. Okay. Uh, and, you know, until, until you, you know, calm down or you, or you feel like you have other stuff you can do. So he just kind of kept his company. But it was funny. Like, you can almost see each episode, Joe's hair getting more crazy and wild. <laughs> and just, like, falling into his own world again. Talking about video game stories that were happening in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize he was back on the East Coast. I had no idea. I have to reach out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He moved out here to New York. Well, perfect timing, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. Couldn't be better. Besides his uh, inability to uh, to adapt to everything that was going on, how have you been handled? I mean, we asked in general, but are you the kind of person? Because you're, you know, your 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 life is, you know, you're out and about performing at clubs, but you do have sort of the routine of your shows. Uh, but ha- are you able to handle all that's been going on? The quarantine, you know, have you been able to handle it pretty well? Well, I mean, I'm doing okay, but as a uh, as a lily white hypochondriac, this is probably not the time to really be flourishing in the city. <laughs> right, it's it, it's it's probably the worst time for you, but you, you're making do. So as 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 the dates start to appear on your calendar, what's you know what's the general consensus of, of the clubs? Are you getting more some stuff booked in July and uh, more in August? And is it starting to fill in the way you'd like to see it? They are they are starting to fill in, which is nice. Um, but I said now every time they come up though it's such like a daunting experience. The, the Indianapolis thing, like right down to the wire, you're like, should I really be doing this? Right. I was I was surprised actually how I thought the airport felt bizarrely safe actually. Yeah. But um, even in like the safety of it, it just seems very like <laughs> there seems to be no real holding on of the rules anywhere. You know, like you still go into a store and you're like, let me put on gloves. So I don't touch anything, and let me put on a mask so I don't breathe anything. 
Then you go in there and there's just like four people, like you know, talking right in each other's faces, standing right behind your back. <laughs> so it's like it's uh, it's so hard to do. I, I luckily uh, tested. I never really got sick, and I tested positive for the antibodies. So really, okay, okay. so you whatever might have been asymptomatic. Well, how about possible, or or they're just wrong completely? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might be that too. <laughs> right? How's your family? How's your how's your mom handling all this stuff? We're doing good. My mom and stepfather are both respiratory therapists. Oh, uh, my stepfather! Oh, wow. My stepfather's up at Rock. My stepfather's at Roxborough Hospital. My mom's at a uh, Jefferson in South Jersey. Huh. And somehow, somehow they've just pulled through, and they have a full house of people also. But no one seems to have got sick at all. That's excellent. I mean. Uh, what sent me into a, a, a nervous spiral is the last day that I was in Indianapolis, I was looking at my daily news site, World Star Hip Hop. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you guys keep your finger on the pulse. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, it sounds good. Well, World Star Hip Hop is good, but it doesn't always show you what's going on, but it also tells you how to feel about it. <laughs> yeah, you can't just yeah. leave it with the news. How should I react to this? Oh, one of the Hurricane Schwartz tell me how to feel about racial tension. I need Takashi 6 9 and somebody named NBA Young Person. <laughs> Let me ask you, by the way. So, we, you know, you have Post Malone, you have Takashi uh, 6 9 who's got the. Uh, is it 6 9 or 69? I got called on it all the, all the time. I don't know what the. <laughs> Six nine. All right, all right. You, 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 that, you, you're more up on that. I have a seventeen-year-old daughter. I'm trying to keep away from the six nines of the world. So. <laughs> as far as face tattoos, all right. I mean, you're, you're, you're not. A, what's your take on that and the um, and the uh, extremes to which a lot of these guys are going to? It's all very young person thinking. As at 42 now, which I know is not old, but. Definitely 20 years past when I started getting tattoos. It is like a face tattoo. I see what tattoos on my body have changed over the years. <laughs> I couldn't imagine having a face tattoo that eventually turns to, like, you know, mm-hmm. a weird blue mush on jowls that I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A 65 Takashi, Takashi 69, should we make it that long, <laughs> uh, is going to be a hilarious sight. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. He'll look like a like a, an artist rendering of himself. <laughs> yeah, it's also going to take away any kind of uh, like surgeries you can get to look better again. If you get a face lift surgery and you have face tattoos, now it's going to be like <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. And you know me, I got a plan for that face lift surgery. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's going to completely d- distort and destroy those. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's inevitable that uh, that idea is going to stop right away. Are you guys all back in the studio? Yeah, yeah, we're back. We came back in kind of shifts. Kathy and Nick and uh, a few others were gone, and and uh, you know, week by week, we're adding people back in. So we're all here now. They're gone. What do you mean? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. So what happened was it was Preston Casey and myself plus uh, our uh, production uh, assistant Connor. And Marissa and Kathy and Nick were out, and then Marissa came back, and then Kathy and Nick came back just a little while ago. Really? Yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah, it, it was out of—it was just out of a, a, a you know precaution and just to allow a little bit more spacing. But you've been in the studio here; it's big enough where you know we don't—we don't have an issue. We're not on top of each other. 
That's nice. Yes, uh, SiriusXM is saying we can't get back in the studio till September, as it is right now. Wow. September. Wow. wow. Yeah, they really want to make sure we don't get anything. Yeah, well, that makes sense. And if you can do it from where you're doing it, from your remote locations, I guess that makes, you know, it makes it easier. I think in a lot of ways, a lot of this stuff might and probably will stick at some level past the pandemic where people are realizing they can do more stuff from home. So, But for you, and I think you probably agree with us, there's something about being in a studio that gives more energy to what you're doing. Oh, it changes the dynamic completely. It's amazing. Yeah, I miss it so much. The uh, the, Zoom, the only thing that's been fun about the online, like the Zoom thing, is that uh, while everyone was quarantined, it was very easy to get guests. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and even, and even that started to peter out. Yeah, you know, after a while, people are like, oh, okay, I've had enough of this. But also trying to like teach somebody to like you know, like hey, we were gonna, we were going to interview Tiffany from the eighties, and uh, it's like now can somebody teach an older woman how to use a computer like that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. All right, well, listen, brother, we got to wrap. But uh, so as of now, tentatively, you're looking at at June or I'm sorry, July fifteenth at Helium. Yes, indeed. Man, I hope some of you guys come out. Yeah, dude. We will. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to go to your show. You were live. I mean, dude, you just, uh, you I've kill it. Working, I've been working on a, uh, I have to think of some new material because I was telling the crowds in, uh, in Indianapolis, the funniest thing is that everything that was important is, everything has shifted so much. So my jokes were written from such a point where, like, you know, it's hard to go on stage now and be, what is the biggest problem facing this country right now? <laughs> right. Censorship of comedians, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right, Jay, we will talk soon. Take care, my man. Thanks for getting All in right. touch. I love you guys. Love, love you, you too. So much. Jay Oakerson, guys. Strolling through the streets of New York City. Yeah. All the sights and sounds. Well, I was surprised to not hear any car, uh, I mean, um, uh, police sirens. Usually... Whenever we talk to somebody in New York, you hear woo in even, the background. Even if they're inside. Yeah. Even if you're inside, you hear yeah. it. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a guy there in the background yeah. going woo. Uh, well, my uh, a lot of my uh, you know my wife's family and my extended family live up uh, on Long Island, and they're, they're starting to relax things as well. So more and more people are yeah. are coming out and about. So hopefully that'll be the case. But he's directly in the city. Hey, I would like to take a moment and congratulate a young man. On uh, an award he received. It's very special. Apparently. Well deserved. Bill Weston is one of the best program directors in the country. Yeah. Uh, Bill was uh, was named in the top program directors list. This was on, uh, it was reported on Radio Inc. And I don't have the governing body that deemed him one of the greatest. Uh, so I don't have that handy. But it was a big deal. And I watched some of the Facebook Live video that they did when they had him on. Yes. uh, To talk a little bit about it. And uh, I'm surprised because they did the top ten, and they started with Bill, who is number ten. And I'm surprised he didn't make a stink about them going in actual order. I know. uh, When you're getting an award, you really can't make a stink. Program directors. But, uh, no, he was... was very humble and uh top 10 in the country yeah they wow. were they were asking him uh how he you know what what makes a good programmer and so on so it was uh well he's program director for mmr and mgk and uh, is killing it with both yeah absolutely yeah so it was uh it was a nice little thing for, for thank ben. you built to get yes <laughs>
It's great mm. to be here virtually. He came in uh, to our meeting on, on Monday and <laughs> he started doing the voice. Oh, he totally, always does I it. Totally called him he, out on he, it. He, call, he calls himself out on it now, which is very funny. Yeah. You know. Because he started to imitate yeah. me. I'm Preston Elliott. He goes like, uh, yes, I am. And I talk just like <laughs> But it's his it's his fake broadcaster voice that he puts on. So if, if you look at the footage of uh, Bill on this conference call, on this uh, this uh, Zoom thing that they were doing, um, he's looking pretty Kenny Rogers-ish. Have you noticed that a little bit? The longer <laughs> yeah, yeah. white frocks or the gambler. Uh, locks, I should yeah. say, not frock. Yeah. That would be clothing. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he was in the other room the other day talking to Marissa. We couldn't hear a word that he right. was saying. Uh, Hands were going crazy. I think it was it was Nick. He goes, you know, just uh, the, you know, don't make a big deal right now. Just turn around and, and watch Bill. And I looked over and I thought I thought he was voguing. Uh, <laughs> Here he is. Yeah! Where's his music? We need his theme music. No, it's not that. There you go. Bill West and Man About Town. Thank you for uh, saying that and not being too cruel. <laughs> that was so. What was the the governing body? That uh, I know it was in Radio Inc. But the Radio Inc. is uh, one of the more um, I don't prestigious. Know, uh, yeah, yeah. Trade magazines and and one of the more reliable. And they do this thing every year where it's like they uh, do a survey and yeah. people nominate. I, th- I don't know who nominated me, but and then people vote. I guess. Yeah, well, so. uh, but you got it. Yeah, very nice. But I wanted to come down here and mention the uh, one of the, the Why biggest. Are you still out of breath? Bill's are you office, Bill's office is much further away than it yeah. used to be. My office is, is his office is right next to DeBella's office. Yeah. As you can imagine. <laughs> so I didn't want to like come through the door and you guys are going to commercial right, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I ran. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. my moment. I got to get down there. We're talking about no, me. I wanted to say. One of the reasons why I'm successful, and I say this in most interviews, is that hire the right people and let them do their job. Oh, that's right? cool. And that's what I did 15 years ago oh. for this morning show. And you guys obviously have so much to do with the success and the resurgence of MMR over the last 15 years. So it goes without saying, I appreciate what you do for this radio station and for our community and for your listeners every day. And uh, really, I'm just riding your coattails. That's no, all no, it is. No, no, that's yeah. not true. You, 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 and we don't, you, obviously, we have fun with you. But, but the, the truth <laughs> is you're, 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 you're on your game. I mean, you know the stuff. You know the data. You, 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 you know, you, you, you're a, a very plugged-in PD to have two stations, to have a classic rock station and an active rock like MMR killing the way they are it's not by happenstance so well you know. and i've got people like eric and chuck and yes. tony and yeah. I've got so many people that rico make my <laughs> <laughs> all those people yeah so anyway that's why i ran down here because i wanted to make sure you guys understood that that i'm you know, fully aware of what's I, I think it's really cool um how much you like the history of the radio station too and and uh yesterday or the day before pierre was doing a workforce block of um uh oh man i just, it just escaped me but it was um Todd Rundgren and uh, unearthed a clip from 1972 of Michael Tiersen introducing Todd Rundgren, and it was at Sigma Sound, and it was just, it was a really neat audio segment from when the station was four years old. And I went in and I told Pierre how much I enjoyed listening to that, and he said that you had discovered so much stuff from the 50 year anniversary, and there was like a, a block uh, from America when they were here in the 70s. And I just it, it makes me appreciate your appreciation of of how long this station has been going actively in Philadelphia. It's it's really an impressive thing, and and. Uh, I'm proud of it. You know, yeah. I think it's a cool thing to to acknowledge. I love the history of this radio station. I think I'm, I feel very proud to be a part of it because of that. And you'll go down into like uh, Kevin Gunn's office, uh, who does our production, and 
There's all these uh, memorabilia items that he has in there from years past. And also, somebody just recently unearthed a whole treasure trove of photos that nobody knew about. And they're in Kevin's office. Really? They were, they were a couple weeks ago. And I was going through some of that stuff, and it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's incredible, the, the history of this radio station. I think it's Harriet, really important. Harriet Campbell, who did research for us for many years, I think she dropped <gasps> off a few shoe boxes oh, full of these photos. So I Is that go through who did that? Too. I think so. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. It's a living museum. I mean, it, like it, it, it's an ongoing living museum, and, and there's new music being played at this radio station, and music from when the station was born. So I, I love that aspect of it. It's, Pretty cool. it's really cool, yeah. Anyway, but thank you for uh, bringing that up. It's uh, it's uh, very gratifying, and I'm, I think about how many people work here and do their jobs every day, and I get to like go on a Facebook and look like a dork. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, hold Mr. on, Mr. Rogers. Here's a text that says, and I kid you not, it says, "I find Bill Weston hot." Oh. Just saying. Oh. What's his name? <laughs> his name is Carl. All right. Uh, no, Gary I don't know. Lowe. I don't know. Gary Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> right. And somebody else who says yippee for Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> and he there is my out. And he's gone. As soon as Annabelle <laughs> comes up. He's going to yeah. dance out the door. <laughs> There's the picture. Got to get his music in. <laughs> Put up a picture of Bill as Annabelle. Uh, Bill Weston receiving a very cool um, honor. Uh, one of the top PDs in the country. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. All cool. Yep. All right, uh, with that, we should take another break and come back in a second because I put a lot of work in to get some Bizarre File stories. I hope you appreciate that. We'll come back in a moment and get those for you. Stay there. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Biker Daughter. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Biker Daughter. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. An outdoorsman, a member of a club for almost 20 years, calls what he did a gag meant to be taken in jest. See, uh, the Southtown Walleye Association, it turns out, didn't catch the humor of it. When a door prize winner didn't come forward at the association's gun raffle fundraiser, Joseph Jimiolo took another ticket and, with the winning number, hastily scrawled down on it, approached the stage pretending to have a winning ticket. The person drawing the ticket dismissed him right away with a nice try, understanding that he was being facetious. Right. He said that he never gave his antic another thought until he received a letter from the Walleye Association the following month with startling news. The board members banned Gemiolo from the association for life. Wow. The South Towns Walleye Association letter said that since Gemiolo fraudulently marked a ticket to reflect the winning number for the main door prize, he was guilty of gross misconduct. So he was obviously attempting a joke, right? That's what he says, yeah. yeah. That's what it seems like. But this is according to the board of directors for the Walleyes. After discussion of the event, it was unanimously voted to ban you for life from the organization. Uh, we are sorry to do this. However, we felt it is important for the integrity of the club. 
So you're no longer a walleye. Steve, I wonder if they, like, ripped his patches right. off. And, Give me that. And uh, all you're that lucky stuff. we didn't execute you. Uh, Jimmy Olo is now suing in state Supreme Court to restore his membership. Oh, and he also wants a million dollars in damages and five million in punitive damages, <laughs> Wow. This By the is, way, this is lousy all over the place. This was like a five-page article Story. Wow. on... All the machinations was, of... Was there ongoing strife between him and the... I mean, is he... What's his history? I only made it one page okay. in and I had enough. I'm the like, this walleyes? is enough for a bizarre file story. I'm not going into Jesus. particulars about these walleyes. I demand to be a walleye. An Allegheny County judge on Friday... Listen to this. This is pretty wild. Ordered home confinement and significant periods of probation for two men who were accused of stealing... More than $8.1 million worth of rare books and artifacts from the Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh. Wow. So $8.1 million, and they're getting home confinement. Um, That seems weird. Uh, The judge, Judge Bickett, said that he would have sentenced former librarian George Priori and John Shulman, owner of Caliban Bookshop, to jail had it not been for the coronavirus pandemic. Police charged the pair with pilfering books and other written material from the library for over 25 years. And were they selling them? Yes. Describing it as the largest antique book art theft in the world. Wow. That's a mind blow. 8.6 million, did you say? 8.1 million. 8.1 million. So he told the pair that they betrayed their professions, the library, their families, and the citizens of Allegheny County, among others. And then they said, shh. He said, you will have to live with that for the rest of your lives. Without okay. A, without a doubt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> without a doubt, were it not for the pandemic, the sentence for both of these defendants would be significantly more impactful. Shulman Jeez. pleaded guilty to theft. Bickett ordered him to serve a concurrent sentences amounting to four years of home confinement with electronic monitoring and 12 years of probation. Priori, Priori uh, pleaded guilty to theft. Excuse me. The judge ordered him to conserve consecutive terms amounting to three years in home confinement. With electronic monitoring and twelve years of uh, yeah, twelve years of probation. One of those books was the original leather-bound manuscript for the Catch-Up Kid, Preston. Oh wow, Ooh, that's yeah. a rare. That one. is a rare one. Actually, Priori worked for more than thirty years for the library. He was an archivist and a manager. Police charge him with stealing some of the books or some of the library's rarest material, including. A history book autographed by President Thomas Jefferson. Oh, my God. And a Bible dating to the 1600s. Signed by God. And selling it to Shulman, who in turn sold it to collectors. Uh, the library wow. discovered the missing items during a 2017 appraisal, and they fired Priori. Uh, the appraisal determined that about 320 items and 16 maps and images from books, atlases, and folios were damaged. So they the- were just... But, little, little bit by little bit, they were, but it added up to over $8 million. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Mm. This is a wild story. I saw the pictures of this. There's fishing, and then there's this guy, an anonymous swimmer at Cape uh, Hanlopen, or Hanlopen, I'm not sure how you say it, in Delaware, yeah. yeah, was caught on camera catching a shark with his bare, foot, bare hands, an eight-foot shark yes. with his bare hands over the weekend. The swimmer caught and displayed the shark. What? Before returning it to the water. He was just out in the water, Kathy. Yeah. Oh, my And he God. just grabbed it. And he was holding it like in the surf, right? Yeah. yeah. In Delaware, it is illegal to fish for or harvest sharks. And if caught, they must be immediately returned to the water. In the video, the man is seen dragging the shark by the tail. And then he grabs it firmly around the shark's body oh. before opening its mouth in the front. It's a Let big fish. Let me go. Let me go. It's huge. Yeah. Compared oh to him, it's God. bigger than him. 
And uh, he then releases the shark back in the water. We're looking at it right now. It's like he's just around, you know, yeah. out in the in the surf, kind of like your body surf. But, I mean, the dude's got, he's strong, you can tell, but that's crazy. So that's illegal? He's not allowed to do not that? Not allowed to do that. No, you're not allowed to fish or harvest sharks, but he... You can cop a field. You're supposed to throw them back immediately. Now, I don't know about, like, touching them. Okay. Like, like in Hawaii, uh, with the turtles, you're not even allowed to touch them. If you touch them... It is a it's a crime. Oh, uh, but I don't know if you just touch this fish. You can't like even say did. turtle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't say it. Uh, did you see the footage of the surfers and kayakers blissfully unaware from a drone camera that there was a great white shark underneath them? <laughs> no, where was this? This footage. Look for this footage. Nick, it just popped up. I think it was yesterday. Um, I don't know exactly where, Preston, but it is the most chilling. That's terrifying. Footage you will ever see. Wow. All right, and then uh, I got sent this several times, and you'll understand why. Uh, police in Germany say that a post office was evacuated, and some workers received medical treatment due to the smell emanating from a suspicious package. Authorities responded to the Bavarian town of Schweinfurt and their post office on Saturday after workers reported the stink coming from package. Yeah, there's a stink in the package. <laughs> uh, police say uh, 12 workers complained of illness from the scent, and were treated by medical professionals at the scene. What was it? And six were taken to the hospital as a precaution. Investigators opened the package. They found that it was filled with durian fruit. Ah. An odor that has been compared to rotten food, dirty socks, and even vomit. No, it's worse than that. Uh, The fruit is prized for its appealing flavor, despite its smell. And the stinky package was eventually delivered to its intended recipient. By the way, they've had to go to the hospital because of it. The flavor's not all that good. Yeah. I, I don't know. It must be an acquired taste. Yeah. So, And there you go. That is your bizarre file. Nick had pulled up this footage. South Africa. That's where this is? Yeah. And Steve, I mean, they just, they're swimming right over this great white. And it's clear water. Yeah. You know, it's crystal clear. Um, so it's it's pretty terrifying. <laughs> wow. Uh, Never go into the water in South Africa. I saw something about, about great whites, and they've been able to study more of them lately. lately the... Um, uh, the contents of their stomach, and they found that actually a majority of them are eating, you know, bottom stuff off the bottom. Yeah, and uh, cheese. So, so they're not necessarily they they go for what's easy as opposed to having to to be a, a, a hunter of. Yeah, sorts. that point's made in Jaws that you know that when when like the um, instruction general, you know, they'll 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 go for the easy meal. Mm-hmm. All right, and there you go, your bizarre file, your shark story. We're going to take a break, but not before Kathy gives us. A number caller to give away the secret text word. What's that number, Kathy? 12. All right, call it 12-215-263-WMOR. You need to know the secret text word in order to win, so give us a call, and we'll be back. Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven Singer Jewelers Showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut is now open for appointments only. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, we are looking for a winner for Secret Text Word. That's the first thing we're going to do. We look for caller number 12, and I believe we have that person on the line, and that person's name is John. Hey, John. Hello, Preston. Uh, John, if you tell me the proper word, I give you a prize. What is it? It's Fuego. Fuego. Oh. You got it, John. Hang on a second, my man, because we have a digital download of Trolls World Tour. Trolls World Tour. 
is now yours to own, and it includes the movie plus an exclusive dance party edition and an original short, Tiny Diamond Goes Back to School. You can own the Pitch Perfect family film on digital now, and that's on Blu-ray and DVD July 7th. And also, congratulations to David O'Kane, who is from, you have any idea what that says? That looks like it's Woodstown. Woodstown, New Jersey. All so right. we're going to set him up, too. So congratulations to you, too. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question and to give away a $50 Meineke gift card for the location in the Mayfair section of Northeast Philadelphia. And I think i got to go with this. Who's the spokesperson for Gushers Yogurt? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know. Who is the spokesperson for Gushers Yogurt? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know. Give us a call. We'll do the trash while you're getting in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what have we got going on this morning? Well, some hard-hitting stories today, Preston. Actor Taylor Lautner seen having lunch al fresco with his girlfriend Taylor Dome in Los Angeles on Monday. Lautner told reporters that lunch has become a standard meal for him, and he often eats it between breakfast and dinner. Wow. That's... Liam Hemsworth Preston was also seen eating lunch with his girlfriend, Gabriella Brooks, at Ray's Restaurant in Byron Bay, Australia. Hemsworth told reporters that just like Taylor Lautner, he and many Aussies have come to rely on lunch as a perfect meal to have (laughs) between breakfast and dinner. Oh, my God. And then finally, Loudmouth Loudmouth Bachelor contestant and fan favorite Becca Martinez saying she's having a hard time finding the right name for her newborn son. Martina says her heritage is very important to her, and that's why she's considering the name Almarezzo, which is Spanish for lunch. Okay, great. <laughs> nice. And that's your Hollywood I see a theme. There was a theme there in the on track. those hard-hitting stories. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this question. Who's the spokesperson person for Gushers Yogurt? And I will go to Mike and see if he knows the answer. Hey, Mike, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well, Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, sir. All right, who is the spokesperson for Gushers Yogurt? Is it Peter North? The decorator. Yeah. Peter North. Yes. Yeah. The decorator? That's what I've heard his nickname is, yeah. Uh, Mike, hang on. We're going to get your information. And for you, we have a $50 Meineke gift card for the location in the Mayfair section. Of Northeast Philly, and they're offering 25% off to any customer who has had their catalytic converter stolen or cut off their vehicle. They've helped out local favorite Nick's Roast Beef with the same issue during the pandemic, and they want to make sure that they have the same offer to all the Philadelphians. Meineke and Mayfair want you to know that they are here for you during the rough time and will help in any way they can. That's Meineke, 6140 Frankfurt Avenue. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, Music News brought to you this morning by HERS, the official chip of taking your summer to the next level. When it comes to snacking this summer, keep it Philly, Philly, and make it HERS. HERS, forever good. A couple of Lincoln Park stories to start off with. Lincoln Park is... I think it's one Lincoln Park story. Yeah, one Lincoln Park story, sorry. Uh, Holding on to at least... One unreleased song featuring vocals from uh, Chester Bennington. Uh, Mike Shinoda recently spoke about that track called Friendly Fire, which originated during the sessions for the band's final album with Bennington. 
uh, One More Light, which came out in 2017. Speaking on a Twitch live stream, Shinoda recalled there was a song, uh, a One More Light song, he sold. We, we, we mixed more songs than are presently on the finished album. And we mixed a couple of other songs just to see if one of them would make the cut or whatever, if we could use it for a B-side, and it was Friendly Fire. A viewer requested the band just release the song right now, but Shinoda replied, you are literally going to have to wait years to hear that song. And he also said, I still love that song. Uh, Lincoln Park fans have already received at least one posthumous song featuring Bennington. Prior to his death, uh, the singer contributed to Cross Off, which appeared on uh, Anesthetic, the debut solo album from Lamb of God guitarist Mark Morton. Former Blink-182 guitarist Tom DeLonge's To The Stars Academy is one step closer to changing laws about UFOs. DeLonge shared on Tuesday that the Academy was able to get language regarding unidentified aerial phenomena inserted into the State and Senate Select Committee on Intelligence Authorization Act. If passed, it would change how the government conceals and reports on classified information regarding UFOs and possibly allow the public more access to that information. The proposal was added to the Authorization Act by Chris Mellon. Mellon is a chairman of the Stars Academy, to the Stars Academy, and he's also chairman of the National Security... I'm proposing a bill. Why is everyone looking at me? Uh, Policy Advisory Board. Uh, Somewhat improbably, DeLong's to the Stars Academy has been at the forefront of recent government involvement with UFOs. He was one of the first to... um come out or promote that video that the Navy released. That's exactly it. Yeah, the three videos. Yeah. Uh, December 2017 and March 2018 that showed objects in the sky that reportedly dated back to the mid-2000s. So a year later, in 2019, the U.S. Navy acknowledged these videos and considered the phenomena uh, contained slash depicted in those videos as unidentified. So they were the ones that came forward with that. So it's legit. I was just showing Casey the, the video of this. Rage Against the Machine guitarist Tom Morello has gifted 10-year-old rocker Nandy Bushell with his new signature Fender Soul Power Stratocaster guitar. Wow. Uh, she's the 10-year-old drummer uh, <laughs> who does these videos where she plays the songs and she screams and gets these wild facial expressions. It's one of my favorite videos when new ones pop up. I love watching her stuff. Uh, she posts herself playing along to Modern Rock Hits. She killed it a few weeks ago with a video of her playing guitar, bass, and drums on Rage's Gorilla Radio. So she can play it all. She can, yes. The young musician uh, dedicated the clip to Black Lives Matter and the fight in racism. Morello shared the performance on Twitter, writing, uh, well, now we are on the right track. He surprised her at her home in the U.K. this week with a video message and the guitar. Morello said in the message, hey, Nandy, I'd like you to have this guitar as a gift from me to you because you rock so great. And to see someone rocking so great who's so young, it really gives me hope for our future. Uh, she was so stunned by the gesture, she picked up the guitar and exclaimed, thank you so, 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 so much, Tom Morello, for this beautiful guitar. I can't wait to jam with you. Thank you so, so much. She's adorable and worth following. It's a lot of fun, uh, her Instagram page. And then finally, um, Queen are getting their own range of stamps. In England, Queen appearing in place usually reserved for the Queen, uh, but Roger Taylor wrote, "Wow, stamps featuring our albums." I uh, said, "What an honor! We must be really part of the furniture now." Uh, Brian May added, "Since we four precocious boys started out our quest fifty years ago, our lives have been devoted to making our impossible dream come true. Sometimes it's strange to wake up and realize the position in which we are now held." 
and have become a national institution. And nothing brings this home more than this incredible tribute from the Royal Mail. Uh, the collection was inspired by the group's most popular album covers as well as live performances. Uh, the eight album covers honored are Queen 2, Sheer Heart Attack, A Night at the Opera, News of the World, The Game, Greatest Hits, The Works, and Innuendo. Wow. Meanwhile, four memorable gig moments depicted include Freddie at Wembley Stadium in 1986, uh, Roger at Hyde Park in 1976, John at Hammersmith Odin in 1975, and Brian in Budapest in 1986. And the stamps will go on sale July 9th, by the way. And that is music news. One last thing that I just noticed. Um, it's our friend John Brazier's birthday. Hey! Oh! I didn't realize that when we did the birthdays earlier this morning. Well, so. you, were we just fixed that. So, Brage, happy birthday to you. Hopefully he'll have something to do soon. 60-game season, but yeah. he's not going to have a lot to do, I would imagine, since he's the director of fun and games. Yeah. And, but you know what? They may find some kind of creative way to get fans involved and get... Yeah. Uh, get items and so on. By using... His title's been changed. Fun and Games and Virology. Okay, yeah, and yeah. Virology. So mm. he's taken on a new title. <laughs> yes. Uh, at the uh, at the ballpark. <laughs> so happy birthday, John Brazier. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get ready to wrap the thing up. Make sure you stay with us. Bless you. Glad you asked. Weezer. Wolves. But I'm getting sober, trying but I can't get closer, baby did you let me go? Incubus. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Song's got some balls to it, man. Pretty reckless on 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. I started messing around with that on the drums yesterday. Another video coming? I, I think I'm going to eventually make that into a video. I have a few others. I've got, believe, well, this... it, or, believe it or not, I have six in the can. Huh. And they're ready to go. I think I'm going to release one today. Will this, so, uh, well, if you cover this new song, will this be the most current song you've covered in your list? Yes. Yeah. I don't really, I'm, I've just been you playing, do, um... I've been playing older songs yeah. and songs that I just think are fun and not necessarily, I, I started out playing some Rush songs in my drum videos and, you know, some challenging drum parts. And now I've just been playing some songs that I'm like, that's a fun song. Yeah. I just want to play that song. Uh, and so, yeah, so I'm going to have fun with it. You can have Casey over and do guitar on one of them? No. Know. You never know. Down the road we could do a little project. Yeah, yeah you, pl- you played me a guitar song for my birthday. Yeah. It was beautiful. What'd you play? I don't remember. It was a uh, young man. Yeah. Old man. Jesus Christ. Young old man. <laughs> young old young man. Old young man. old man, take a look at my life. That's right. It was, you uh, are young but older. It was old Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyhow, ten thirty one. That song is it's pretty solid. I, I I dig her as a singer. A lot of people kind of dismiss her because she was an actress trying to be a rock star. She's got the real deal voice. She's legitimate. I, yeah. I don't know how you can, what more you could want. Yep. All right. Thank you to Big J Ogerson being on the show this morning. Yes. Uh, he's got a tentative Helium Comedy Club date. Uh, for July 15th, and we'll let you know if that sticks. You never know. Things are kind of in flux right now, but uh, we'll find out down the road, and um, hopefully uh, he will be in town to put on a show. Um, and that's the only thank you to do. Pierre Robert is here. Pierre looks as energetic as I feel today. Man, it's Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday. It's, it's every Wednesday. Wednesday is low energy day for me. It's just... Hey, speak for yourself, Bubba. <laughs> 
Well, he's he's ready to go. Oh, you you, oh, you miscalled that one. I'm sorry, Mr. Robert. He's a coiled spring. I didn't mean I to be disrespectful to you. Sharp as a dice. <laughs> there it is. Sharp as a plural item. <laughs> Thank you. Whatever that meant. Mm-hmm. All your English and as as crap. a die, you would have said. I said hi to Pierre. I was walking by him, and he just stood and waved like he was in a parade. <laughs> and I waved like my bobblehead <laughs> rotating. So I'm wondering with Big J Okerson and this show, which is pretty soon, mid July, how they're going to do a show like that? Uh, because in Indianapolis, where he was talking about it, sounded like they weren't very religious about the distancing i don't see how in a place helium was that where he's gonna play yeah that's what he says yeah. so how are they gonna uh, what's the it's capacity actually a pretty big place you know so you could space I, out yeah and like steve has said it's wide it's shallow but it's wide. wide so yeah. i think that they can spread people i huh. think there's gonna be no problem if they do like every other table yeah you know they they okay. can still you know listen people are itching to work yeah, uh, and we'll probably work for less money. Like comedians may just go out and do a show just to do a show to get out there. Yeah. You know, well, press. So I saw uh, some shots of like Brian Kalen and a couple other uh, comedians that are out in certain areas in certain clubs, and it, like he was pointing back to the audience, and the tables were spaced, okay. nice, nice distance apart, but still a good amount of people in the room. Mm. Helium could accommodate a fair amount of people, you know, depending on the what they'll allow in there. With really good spacing, yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah. as could you know, uh, we, uh, other places in the city that are there. You well, know, that brings up then the next question, which is concerts, and uh, I I think that might be harder because you could see a, a comedian sitting right, or you know, people staying in one spot at when their you have tables. Music, right? You know, it's more conducive to people like getting up and moving, or you know getting closer to people so but if right. you think of like at like at the met or other places like with, with fixed seating yeah you can you can do it you just have to be smart about it i get that but do you but part of the experience of a concert is the communal thing right so do you want to be in a in a theater with seats but the nearest person is four seats away i think right now you take what you can get yep yeah. if you, you can know? see a live concert yeah. and and get some audience response that would work. But they're saying that's like concerts are like way at the end of all of this. Yeah, really? it's one of the one of the last things. It's right but after the because... uh, the eyebrow king. Uh, don't even get uh, me started about that. Right, we eyebrow. should do the letter of the day. You ready? <laughs> I didn't Send understand that last question. Who you going to go on for a half hour. Nobody knew because there was no email that was sent oh, out. Oh, my God. Kathy's oh, my having God. issues with her appointment at the Eyebrow King. Calm down. The, I'll do your eyebrows. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... P. Ah. As in... Purdy. Yes. Oh, okay. Purdy. You're, you're purdy just like you are, honey. He's a purdy eyebrows, pretty are you? Uh, we have a package of 20 digital movies, including Birds of Prey, Gone in 60 Seconds, Just Mercy, The Rhythm Section, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and more. And for a complete list, you can just click contest at WMMR.com. So I'll give that away on Friday. Um, what's up on the show? Uh, cool blocks. We got Ramones. We got Aerosmith. We got Fleetwood Mac for uh, Mick's uh, birthday today. Mick Fleetwood, that is. And that will be fun. How many songs in the uh, Ramones block do you think they'll be? 72. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the opposite of the tool block. The tool block yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I, I mentioned, uh, I said, I'm going to play the long version of from the last album, Numa, which was... 11 minutes followed by uh, an eight-minute song. I said, mm. i got to run to Wawa and get some half and half, but I'll be right back. Um, yeah. And 
I, it's it's funny because Tool does prison sex. Is <laughs> a song by them, yeah, and yeah. that's one of their shortest songs at four minutes and fifty six seconds. Okay. Yeah. Um, but virtually everything else starts at about six and a half. Is 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 short? And how uh, long is the longest Ramon song? Um, that's a good question. That is a really good question. I don't think there's a three-minute Ramon song. No. I don't no, think. there's, there's three-minute ones. They're definitely not four-minute ones for they're sure. They're definitely not four-minute. Yeah. Uh, their I cover of see... Stairway, though, was, was brilliant. Okay. Wait yeah. a minute. Casey's right. You, there are no three-minute songs in this system by the Ramones. Wow. Okay. So uh, that 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 registered to me as, as accurate. Wow. Um, so um, I thought there were a couple of three-minute ones that I recall. None come to mind. Okay. But you know, I mean, there there may well be one. I just I I couldn't pull yeah. one out of uh, uh, the Cracker Jack box. Yeah. So there you okay. go. Okay. All right. Well, anyhow, that should be entertaining. Thank yes. you, Pierre. My and pleasure. I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Dunkin' the official coffee, the Preston and Steve Show. Also, Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and Hers, the official chip, taking your summer to the next level. Keep it Philly, Philly. Make it Hers. Hers forever good. Uh, tomorrow on this radio program, uh, we're going to have former Flyer Brian Boucher joining us. Yeah. Uh, some good news coming out of the Flyers camp and hockey on the horizon. And who knows, baseball, some of these things are starting to line up. So we'll start talking to these sports guys a little yes. more often. Looking forward to it. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We shall see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. I am the thought of hellfire. Watch me as I stick my snuzzle into her gang force. <laughs> Next message. Hey guys, it's Mike and Eugene. Been an essential worker growing cannabis this entire time. Thank you guys for playing podcasts to keep me happy in the garden. I love you guys. Next message. I'm going to speak for all truck drivers across the United States. We met. And we want COVID traffic back. Train on! The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. So what exactly is Theme Parks and Rec podcast? Me, Michaela, and my BFF, Rachel, we are major theme park geeks, and we live in Central Florida. So basically the mecca of all thrill rides and character meet and greets. We give you the latest news and updates on everything going down at the parks and resorts, personal experiences, and tips to make your theme park trip the best ever. It's the Theme Parks and Rec podcast. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.